Looks like I'm Katie from Fairfield, Connecticut, and I'm Carrie from Bristol, Tennessee. She used to have last night, and it was Hot crowd in Bristol today. Hot crowd in Bristol, Tennessee, by way of Live from the Dutch Hall in Pine Grove, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, everybody. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and this week we are going to recap our great road show we took to Bristol, Tennessee to see the NASCAR event uh, of last weekend. It was a fantastic uh, voyage. Sure was. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we went down with the live from the Dutch Hall crew. So it was uh, myself, the host, uh, my band leader. I'm going to call him the band leader now. Oh, wow. Uh, Mike Bo. Hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to clap for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's give Mike Bo our band leader band a clap. Leader. Do I get a baton for that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it. You get it. You get whatever you want, Michael, because you stuck with the program. Unlike our uh, other uh, member of Nocturnal Emissions, the rooster himself, Dave Charters, who uh, abandoned the show due to a conflict, due to this whole thing about going to Bristol, Tennessee, he wanted us to do the Wilcox interview, and it, it created quite a stir. And Dave walked off the show for the second time now, is uh, and. Uh, Left uh, his bandmate and, uh, to run a solo program. He did a fine job with the theme song today. Yeah, th thank you very much. Uh, decided to go electric to turn things up like uh, we did at Bristol. <laughs> yeah, just crank it up. Crank it up, crank right? Crank it up. Have some fun, rooster. Unlike you, Dave, we missed a great time. So we want to recap the, the events of Bristol, Tennessee. Take our great listeners at home uh, through what it would be like if you yourself had gone on a great journey with your family members in an RV, <laughs> driving 10 hours, uh, or no, 12 hours, 12, 12, yeah. 12 hours door to door. 12. Even 12. We left at 5.07 a.m. on Friday morning from uh, from my cousin Michael's driveway, and we uh, showed up in Bristol, Tennessee uh, at 5.07 p.m. and pulled into, the, pulled into the campground. It was exactly 12 hours from door to door. Mary's bow time. Right on it. <laughs> just like clockwork, eh? Just like clockwork. And even with that person that took forever to make our sub on the way down, we oh thought we would have thrown the whole thing off. But he made up time. I don't know. He really pinned it. I couldn't believe how fa how fast you can drive a big bus like that. Like, he really, really knew what he's doing. Yeah, he's comfortable on that uh, the shagging wagon there or whatever you want to call it, the big bus. Not yeah. scared to be aggressive on the roads. No. A lot he, of fast lane driving. <laughs> yeah. He was in all three lanes. He, he was all, and did a great job. I felt like I was in good hands the entire time. Yeah. And he drove the full 12 hours too, to his credit. Like, I think excitement of getting down there. It's always easier to drive down than it is to drive back, eh? But, um, did a great job. And beautiful countryside, I thought. Oh. Like, I, I like the drive. We went through Buffalo. Yeah. We went, crossed over in the United States and into Buffalo, Buffalo, and then went down, uh, down through uh, Western New York to Pennsylvania. Yeah. But down just on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. And then. Just around Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. And we went around it. That was a bit of a debate on the way down. 
Oh, whether we go through or yeah, around? Uh, I do believe uh, Uncle Ed and maybe uh, the, maybe the whole Deconic family debated. I think I remember getting to the, the tea there and we were following the, uh, whatever they call it, the, you go outside the city and Ben thought we maybe we should go through it, but oh. we went around and it worked out good. It was the right road. Yeah, and then we did the same thing on the way back, too. Yeah. It worked out good. Yeah, you skip all that traffic. but And then we go into West Virginia, and then Virginia, and then enter into Tennessee. And then uh, then we stop at Bristol. So this is my first time in Bristol, Tennessee. It was uh, yours, too, Mike, right? Yeah, first time. It was great. And um, this was your first NASCAR event as well. Yeah, yeah, doubleheader there. First time in Tennessee, first time at NASCAR. And yeah, I tell you, it was worth every minute of it there. It was great. Yeah, and I've and I've been to a couple. And my, I should introduce our other guest here today is our our bartender as always here uh, um, to service life from the Dutch Hall, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Van Dyke, my brother. He's in here, and, and let's hear it for Paul. All right, All right Paul. Now, Paul, you cooked up a drink for us today, which I'd like to do. Uh, we should share this toast to begin the show, and this is uh, this is in uh, in tribute, and it'll come up by, from time to time. Uh, in this episode, uh, the great people from Old Smoky, uh, and we have the old, we have the Old Smoky cherries I see back there. Uh, what's what's in this concoction today? Well, since I've known to be the Agar bomber, we made a moon bomb. Oh, a moon bomb. A moon bomb. So what? So this is a the, Mo- moonshine Red Bull. Moonshine Red Bull. It's, it, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Cheers, Cheers everybody. Cheers, fellas. We're gonna be drinking quietly. Oh, what's that, a cherry in the middle? Oh, yeah, the little after cherry for you. That's the bomb, <laughs> right? Oh, there's the bomb. Oh, did it hurt you? I thought that was pleasant. I liked it a lot. That's the best drink we've had yet. So far, eh? I've, I've had some pretty brutal <clears throat> concoctions. Yeah, uh, we haven't had the great, greatest of luck. I don't think the re- I think you've had it done the best with the materials that you've that worked. Cherry with. gets me every fucking time. <laughs> the cherry has <laughs> a bit of bite. My eye. <laughs> <laughs> So, I wanted to say we got down to Bristol, Tennessee, and uh, you've been to a couple of NASCAR races before, right, Paul? Yeah, I, I've been. I went down with my uncle Ed and been uh, to Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, two of the people on our on our on our crew. So you've you've got some experience uh, with what uh, with the same sort of travel. And that's the only race you've been to, NASCAR uh, uh, to Bristol, and, and then Daytona. Oh, nice. Um, not for the five hundred though. No, oh, oh for just for uh, speed weeks or something before. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so you got and then you went down two years ago then. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. Anyways, Bristol's a real cool place. For those of you who don't know or aren't NASCAR fans, uh, Bristol is a, a half-mile track. It's a <laughs> it's a bank. It's the fastest half-mile track in the world is what it is, Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, I should say. Motor Speedway, yep. And um, it's it's a high-bank um, half-mile track, and it's got it's like stadium seating all around. It's like a gladiator stadium. It's like uh, where they oh. feed the christians to the lions eh? <laughs> pretty much it's unbelievable they're actually gonna have a football game there this yeah. this uh, september i think and it seats i think one hundred and sixty thousand people it's uh, unbelievable yeah and when the cars go around that track it really does uh, keep the noise in and it's uh so it's uh it's really a if you're gonna ever experience nascar racing really feel it in your bones feel it, yeah. the place to go is bristol motor speedway thunder alley yeah thunder it's that great call it, Polly? thunder alley yeah yeah, yeah it's loud I, that's because it's perfect. like in a bowl you're sitting in a bowl right the sound doesn't have nowhere to go oh. yeah yeah it's great and uh it's it in and, and what's cool about it is that because it's in the smoky mountains like uh you uh get to you got the hills all around it and in your 
so it's uh it's kind of suited to the the uh yeah topography land, you know yeah like you're you're in a bowl and they just built the track in the bowl kind of val- yeah and the, it's crazy <laughs> yeah they, so it's and so when you're walking like to when you're walking around the racetrack you got to walk up hills and oh, it's all hills. stuff it's all hills right so you're climbing climbing it's really a nice calf workout yeah they have golf carts and elevators and stuff for people that can't get around but they but most of the people are like hoofing it and oh, you're, yeah. you're getting a nice cat a nice I calf work work yeah. the booze off somehow yeah so we get down there friday night we'll go we get down there friday night and uh 507 507 we find our campground and we're right across the road from the racetrack great view of the racetrack nice little hop skip and a jump uh, across to where the it was the earhart campground and when we Not- pull <laughs> Yeah. When we pull in, I'm like, look at these idiots, eh? They can't even spell Earnhardt right. Not to be confused with Earnhardt. <laughs> yeah. So I go, they can't even spell Earnhardt right. They, they forgot the N. And then uh, I look at the bottom, it says www.earhart.com. I go, they screwed up the website too? I mean, this is... And then you realize it's the Earhart yeah, campground. There's, 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 it's a family that owns farms around there right. called the Earharts or whatever. They, their farm became the racetrack and campground. And so it's Earhart everything because they... So they they know how to spell their own name. Uh, I was I would that was a bit of prejudice against the southern uh, uh, stereotype of being not the smartest people in the world, right? And I, I apologize to the great people of the South <laughs> for great people, yeah, for for uh, thinking less of you than I should. Anyway, so we go on Friday night, and everybody, I think we're not the only ones here. I think it became clear right away that we're not the only ones that are excited to be down at the racetrack, right? <laughs> no, there might have been a few. <laughs> so people are really looking to have a good time when they go down there. And the, and the people at the campground had uh, entertainment lined up, uh, live bands and live music and stuff like that, and we went and checked it out. But the beautiful part about Bristol and the beautiful part about a NASCAR event in general is that uh, you, and this is why when we stopped to get groceries, um, we ha- I made it a point that I had to get one of those cooler bag, cooler backpacks that you could get a put your beer in. Like, yeah, and as uh, Uncle Ed and Ben said, I don't know where the fuck you went when you got in the Walmart there, Peter. <laughs> I had or, to get my backpack. Yeah, he was on a mission to get the small <laughs> backpack. It was great. You needed it though. I needed it. That was a tool that I could not do without. Like, I knew that I'm not getting through the weekend without my own cooler backpack that I can fit under my seat that holds a case of beer. And ice, right? It makes 100% sense. Because I've been to two NASCAR events before, and when the first time I went in and they said, you can bring your own booze to a sporting event as long as you can, as much as you can fit under your seat, I couldn't believe that this was true. And, and, uh, that's why I'm a, I'm a NASCAR fan for life now. <laughs> it's because uh, this is the greatest sporting event you can ever hope to a- attend, you know? Like, uh, you can bring, and so, not only is it that way at the races, but it's that way everywhere you go at this place. You can go into the beer tents with your own beer. You can go into, like I've never been to anything like this. You can. Uh, so we we decided we packed up. We want to save our beers for the races. Right. Oh yeah. Right. That's right. That's we want right. to save our beers for the races. This was because our captain, Cap- my cousin. Yeah. Yes. My cousin Ben uh, was our captain for the weekend. He's uh, our guide. Yes. Uh, and uh, it was captain. better for us all to uh, accept that that Ben is our leader and guide. And let him do a great job. That he did. He did a great he job. Did. Yeah. But uh, for sure, the captain. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Ben was uh, gave us the advice: save your beer for the races. We'll drink the booze, the duty free booze for uh, tonight. Yeah, we're gonna get a bottle at duty free, everybody, because uh, we're gonna have a hard time finding liquor down there, <laughs> and we're gonna get beer at the Walmart. That's just what we're gonna do. Accept it. And that's what's happening. And, Great plan. We stuck to the plan. It worked out nice. That is a great plan. That's a good piece of travel advice for anyone going down there. Get your 
hard liquor at duty free on the way down and then get your booze anywhere because they got it at the grocery store down there but yeah. they don't have liquor no. so perfect plan work like a charm so we packed um, my new backpack and i and my cousin's backpack we yeah. packed them mine was full with a bottle of vodka some gatorade some ice, ice a, a full bag of ice. ice a full bag of ice yeah <laughs> and uh that was key and i think um there was ben, rum and coke yeah, ben in Ben's, had, right? Ben had rum and coke option. We were vodka, he was rum and coke. Right, so we go to the concert. There's a, The bands are playing. It's a pretty lively crowd. Good good country act. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, they were really good. And uh, we honestly, like, uh, so every time you needed a drink, we would just, someone would just tap you on the shoulder, say, turn around, Pete, and they'd unzip my backpack and start mixing. Like, my, I had a bar on my back, a right? A little bar. If we had a table, it would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. I need something to flip down. We got to invent that. Something yeah. with a little like service Like that little tray. airplane table thing. <laughs> yeah. It would be perfect. Yeah. Well, get on that, somebody. You know, that's yeah, a great, on great the idea. the bottom of those backpacks would be ideal height. Yeah. Just a little mixing station so that <laughs> someone could stand there. You just fold a little tray down and you mix your drink. So uh, maybe a cutting board if you want to put a nice lime, <laughs> lime in there. In there. We probably could have. <laughs> but it, people were like fascinated by us, eh? Because we... Oh, they loved it. <laughs> all around it, people were like looking at us, mixing drinks and stuff and then putting it back. And little cocktails, eh? The whole yeah. night. And the, and, uh, the one fellow came up to us. Um, uh, you know, and I think I want to talk to... We got some listeners from Great Britain for Live from the Dutch Hall. And I want to say, you guys get a hard time about the teeth, eh? everyone everyone thinks you guys got bad teeth and all the rest of it uh you know you got you have nothing against the south (laughs) from what i saw the the south aren't big on dental plans as it turns out you know like uh, i don't know maybe it's a healthcare thing i don't know what it is uh the difference but there's a few more missing teeth than i'm used to seeing uh all over it wasn't just at the nascar event it was uh it was is at the gas stations and it was at the walmart you'd be hard pressed to find a full set there wasn't that many full sets walking around no uh, even if you combined all the all the people there, <laughs> you might not have <laughs> but anyways, this fellow that came up to came up to ask for a swig of my cousin's rum uh, was a uh, he, he was missing a good row, like a good half a row at the bottom, like uh, and uh, he had what is he? He was a bit rough, a rough character, eh? Yeah. And he came over asking for a sip. He said, "How much can I have for a drink, like for a shot?" Right? And then I think I think uh, my cousin said fifty cents. Is that what he said to him? Actually, charged him fifty cents. Yeah, Doug. Hey, we're Dutch. Dug it out of his pocket, and then he handed him the bottle so he could just take as big a swig as he wanted to, and he tried his best to get as much as he could into his mouth. Well, he gummed it, of course. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I hope that was high test because as a disinfectant for that guy's mouth, because I would not want to be going back on that bottle like my opinion i don't know i'm a little skeevy about that stuff right you know anyways but i'll tell you who liked it the whole thing and didn't mind that missing uh quarter of teeth he had was uh his girlfriend lady friend his lady friend who was loving him and it was like they were they were almost making love right in front of us on the uh old grass dance floor I, it was a grade eight great not grade nine makeout session oh it was it they were really enjoying it at one point in time she's like she is like doing every sort of slutty move you can do you know like the bend over twerking thing yes. the whatever you can do she's doing it they're they're dirty dancing lambada style you know swayze style and uh everything like just dirty dirty eh and um and she at one point i can i'm watching them because i'm fascinated by them and at one point she says to him she says uh why don't you uh uh i'm tired we should get out of here yeah i'm tired yeah. we should get out of here drink right we'll get out of here yeah come on and then he wants nothing of it he's having a great time right 
he's having a great time. And I'm like, dude, you, she is actually getting tired. Her window of wanting to bang you is going to like diminish as she's got to fight sleep. Like she's actually tired. She traveled today. She has had a bunch to drink. She's been really doing aggressive, uh, uh, grind dancing all night, really acrobatic and energetic, uh, hip thrusts, you know? And uh, she's she's gonna get sleepy. So if you don't take advantage of the short window of time you have, your toothless ass is gonna be getting gonna be pumping There's yourself no chance, off tonight. Yeah. You know you're not gonna be getting anything. So I was like, he's making a fatal error. Like I wanted to go over and just tell him, like, dude, wise up, like get out of here. Oh yeah, you got it. You know, and this girl's out of his league. Seriously, way out of his league. Way no, out. she's not out of my league. But she was but his league. It definitely is. But league. I think she had a full set of teeth. I really do. <laughs> I think she had a full set of teeth. She was not a bad looking girl. I thought, you know, decent Great looking girl. Moves. Great dance moves. Real, real good attitude, right? And a nice smile. <laughs> she had it all. Yeah. He was he was well over his head, and he still. I think he fucked that whole thing up. If you ask me, I think I don't think he got anywhere with that no, girl. He didn't. Anyways, I thought as the night went on, it looked it started to become it reminded me of Vegas <laughs> about two in the morning because we started seeing drop people drop like flies oh all around us. Like just they would be dancing one minute and then eat shit the next minute, right? <laughs> this, that, and the ground is the, the campground owners didn't bother cutting any grass or doing any care no, to the nice nice uh, tall uh, fescue <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and deep ruts and stuff from them driving through with their trucks or like. We watched this one girl, like a pretty, pretty blonde young girl, like one of the people that were there for the, you know, young girl there. It was probably a local even that was just like all the, you know, all the high school, the good looking young kids come out there or like they're just trying to party and bang at these right. campgrounds for the party weekends or whatever. If you're local, like go to Bristol uh, for the race weekend, you would party. do it every week, every year, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was one of those girls. So she's coming through with all of her frat boy looking douches and stuff. And then, and they're, uh, they're, she's like making like all everyone. And when there's, when there's a pretty girl at a race, at a race weekend, everybody knows, everyone knows most, there's a lot more guys than girls. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a pretty girl, there's a lot of heads turning. Like (laughs) people are noticing every single woman that's there because there's not that many of them. Right. So when this girl's coming through, she's loving the attention she's getting, eh? The whole way through, flitting and fluttering. She hits one of these ruts and freaking face plant eat shit. Like, I've never right seen it. Right in a, front of us. Oh, right in front of us. It was a front row view. Beautiful. <laughs> it was the funniest. It Do was, you remember what happened after that, Pete? When she got up? No. Oh, yes. Then when, yeah, then when she got up, she, her face was all fucked up from yeah. whatever the wet grass. Grass. And uh, so she she tried to use her boyfriend's uh, shirt to wipe her uh, face clean or whatever, but she used the bottom of his shirt and she's on her knees, right? She's on her knees and she uses the bottom of his shirt to wipe her face, and so and his back's like kind of like to us, so it's, it looks like she's giving him a uh, oral pleasure, right? Yes. <laughs> everybody thought that ever it looked like that to everybody because everybody was laughing oh, was and great. enjoying it right even they knew what the truth was anyway she finally wipes her face all up and her mascara is running out because she's crying because she's so embarrassed and stuff and then she gets herself all cleaned up and and musters off the courage to like leave all the laugh people are laughing at her story behind and then she goes uh and like not more than two seconds later she's at the front of the stage on the guy's shoulders and acting just like everything's fine <laughs> everything's fine people here didn't see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just get away get away from those guys yeah, the, like. just those guys in the back they're laughing at me still <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm was, not the hottest one to them anymore but i am to these people <laughs> yeah 
Anyways, yeah, they were so people were falling down all over the place. One guy really ate shit hard, and then they had to bring in like he was frothing at the mouth and everything. Well, like, that's what we were wondering. As you said, we were mixing drinks. Like I remember myself mixing the vodka, looking beside who I'm mixing. Like who's around here watching me do this? Because if you do this in Canada, you're gonna go get in trouble. Yeah, I'm doing it right in front of a police officer. It <laughs> says police right on his uh, vest. Yeah, he has no problem with me doing mixing vodka and. Gatorade, whatever I was having, <laughs> nice drink, no big deal. But you know what? We're like, well, what? I remember my dad saying, "What are they? What are these security guards and police here for? Because we can do whatever we want." <laughs> and then that guy fucking bit it hard, and the whole friggin' platoon goes over there, right? That's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case they're somebody there to- almost like is to the point of death. Yeah, your dad said it right. He says they're here to protect and serve. That makes yeah, a that lot more what- sense. He goes. uh that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, not just enforce stupid laws. They're supposed to protect and serve, right? Yeah. So, like, protect us from killing each other and serve us when we eat, drink so much we fall down and froth at the mouth, right? <laughs> Those are what you should do. Which really happened. Yeah. Yeah, so it was everywhere. We ended up having a great night again. Yeah. Uh, went to, uh, oh, my oh my one uncle was the superstar there. He was he had been many times. That's the uncle you went with, eh, Paul? And, um Easy. Easy, he did. He had a great showing, and I tell you, he was the most popular guy at Friday that concert. Night, celebrity, yeah, celebrity. That there was a crowd around him. People there was wanted a huge to. Crowd around yeah, him. it was my uncle sitting there. Like, what is he? A sixty-six-year-old man. Yeah, sitting there with uh, a crowd of young people, just like lapping off his every word. It looked like they just loved the wisdom that was coming out of my uncle. <laughs> they Andrew. did. They yeah. loved him. He was the greatest. Like you looked at me and Mike. We're like a couple of like lepers in the back. And there's no one want to talk to me and Mike, you know. We just kept drinking. <laughs> yeah, and then and then my other your dad saw a guy that he recognized from uh, oh yeah Port Dover, like from a from home here, you know, yeah, sweet he, duster. Yeah, with a, with a sweet duster, and and uh, recognizes him, goes over and talks to him, and uh, yeah, yeah, the the small world again. Like up finding people that you knew all over the place. So it was. Uh, I think there's a lot of Canadians that must. I think they go down there for the reasons that we liked. That yeah. they they like it too. And then the fact, yeah, the fact that there's no laws, it is honestly like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I think Bristol's the mo- most lenient. I think it's a little tighter at other tracks. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know Talladega. From what my uncle, from what my uncle tells me, Talladega's even better. Like they say, yeah. people are even. Uh, it's more of a party atmosphere. It's more, and there's not as many like outs outsiders. It's more like uh, like it's a big draw locally. Oh, okay. You know, like so. It's not as many people travel, but Talladega, he said, is a real party if you ever want to go to one. But uh, Bristol, I can't imagine more of a party. No, like, and if you don't, top notch. And what I love about going to the races too is that it's not like a bunch of young guys or anything. It's like all ages. You got like young people to old people, all on the same program. Yeah. You have people from, uh, you have men and women. Yeah, you a have lot of couples. Uh, you have all different social classes. And then you have a lot of couples. Yeah, you like were saying a, that. A lot of love stories going on there. I liked it about Bristol. A lot of uh, just men and women supporting each other in the lovely sport of NASCAR and drinking. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like we'd see like the, the day where you'd see people that were just like uh, saying, well, if you're not having fun here, it's your own damn fault. You right. know, like. Uh, and like old people that are like i don't know if you guys want to hang around with us we've been we're lit up you know like and then uh <laughs> we're like yeah we do yeah and we're like oh we you're our kind of people like yeah he goes well we're here to have a good time i don't know what uh what other, some other people's problems are you know because on sunday it, it rained so it was yeah. taking a lot of the steam out of people's excitement but so but these guys were like 
No, he's, he, they're like drinking all day. More more time to drink. Yeah, they loved it. And, yeah, we just got some more time to relax. And and they were all probably in their late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> yeah, you know, was a bit of a blue hair. Uh, yeah, blue hair trailer. There. And the women were were the ones that were were Initial. on the same program as their husbands yeah. and stuff like that. Like a real good time, a uh, real nice couples retreat. You know, to go breast I like that. Nice family atmosphere. I you know seriously, it was like it really, was, ni- yeah. it was really nice. So, love in the air. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was one people that we parked our our trailer, and there was uh, a kind of kitty cornered us. There was a couple that were there on the Friday when we were kind of getting set up, and we were watching them, and they were already set up, and they're sitting there both in lawn chairs reading a book. You know, they're not uh, talking to each other, not looking at each other, just sitting there reading their own books or looking at their own phones or whatever. And so Mike and I are saying. Those guys are like they're they're that's no life to live that's no yeah, romance it's like zero fun and they're just sitting there they, they just uh, probably drove down the whole time they're gonna go to their races they're gonna come back and say good race good race yes want to go to bed yes you want to have sex yes you know <laughs> no not tonight tomorrow morning we will have sex okay it's scheduled you know, scheduled I didn't pr- plan that you know and we had this whole scenario these guys are like that well the next morning all of a sudden Saturday morning she's getting them a coffee. A lot of like a lot of tender tender moments, a lot of touching here and there, laughter yeah. and flooding. A nice jogging pant on. <laughs> <laughs> you know those guys. You know what happened in that trailer last night? The old rental trailer. When you got a rental trailer, you splash the side of it with jizz. I'm telling you, you don't mop up. It's a rental. Don't bring the black light in there. <laughs> It's just like a hotel room. You wipe up with the curtains. <laughs> they did. They had a real uh, romantic breakfast. Oh, yeah. You could tell something went on because they were not the same couple that went to bed that night no. that woke up in the morning. There was scheduled morning uh, sex, I could tell, because those guys were in love. Loads were dumped. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, that guy was in heaven that next day, and I slip her on. Oh, and she's getting him coffee and whatnot. It was great. True love story over there. Yeah, it was a true love story. <laughs> so, what, what were you guys eating? Peanut butter and hot dogs? <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you asked, Walter. Because yeah, it was a big deal. I I decided, silly me, that when we went... <laughs> Let's get back to the grocery incidents. Yes, the grocery shopping was something we kind of glazed over. We should probably go back to the old Walmart stop that we did. We wanted to get groceries for the weekend, so we go in, buy our beer. That's the easy thing, right? Uh, I did make my fatal error of uh, not... Uh, uh, getting agreement to buy my backpack, but I uh, I got forgiveness. But then I got right back in the grocery shopping program. And what I did was I started in produce like I do normally when I grocery shop. I start in produce. <laughs> Those guys are they didn't find us because they never even looked at produce. They weren't looking at produce at all. They didn't. I said, well, I bought two bags of salad and uh, <laughs> and uh, like pre-made salads that you can make. I was like, oh, we're getting hamburgers and I'll have a side salad, you know, so I get my vegetables. And then I bought a bag of oranges, right? As soon as our uncles find us and my cousin Ben, they look at our cart. What the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> my dad's like, What do you got salad for? <laughs> I got salad. It's vegetables. So I get vegetables. The fuck, you need vegetables for it, you know? <laughs> he was just like disgusted like, at me. Never stopped. Right in the teeth. <laughs> that was hilarious. They never stopped the whole weekend and bringing it up about how I'm, how I'm, uh, how I'm a bit of a, a woman for liking <laughs> salads or something, right? And then, and then the oranges too. I got grief oh, yeah, over, oranges. but the oranges were a hit. We know we get the oranges back. See, I was on, uh, I was on board with the oranges because I do like a nice, delicious orange. 
They were good. A nice more and a hangover. You have a nice orange to uh, wash down your bacon and I had eggs. Quite a few oranges. We had you a lot need of some oranges. vitamins when you're drinking that much. Yeah, that's right. We, I thought Gatorade and oranges because I'm going to be living a hard program. I need re- electrolytes <laughs> and vitamin C. <laughs> I don't work like a charm. I didn't know what my problem was. And then we bought two pounds of bacon, which t- oh. which turns out was uh, two pounds of bacon is the key thing because we bought those two pounds of bacon and in the morning we go to make breakfast. Oh, it's the most exciting time of the morning. Oh, the bacon. The bacon, that's what gets you going. You can wake up to the smell of bacon and you know you're going to get a big greasy breakfast to work off your hangover, soak up all that old booze, you know? Mm. And then uh, we look for the bacon and there's no bacon. Where the fuck is the bacon? And uh, we start scouring, asking questions, where's the bacon? Now, my uncle and my cousin had a late, had a, they went to bed a little earlier than we did on, on a Friday night. Uh, they retired a little earlier than we did. Maybe because uh, they were running a harder program than we were. I don't know. I think that might have been some of it. You know, they, they they were just ready for bed before we were ready. And so they went to bed and they had, I think there were some hazy parts of the evening, you know, that they, they may or may not remember what they did. And so I uh, I thought maybe they had gone and cooked two pounds of bacon and ate it. <laughs> it cleaned up <laughs> it cleaned up the entire mess. There's no evidence of it. It's right? believable. And they ate two bags of salad, as it turns out, too, because I couldn't find my fucking salad either. There was no like a nice salad with uh, two pounds of bacon. Bounce it out. <laughs> so uh, that's still my theory. I think it was two pounds of bacon and, and two bags of salad is what those two ate when they came home after a night of drinking. That's and, what I and two onions as well. <laughs> two and uh, pepper jack cheese was oh, missing too. And those sons of bitches they really had a big meal bunged up i bet after eating all, all that pepper jack that explains it all pepper jack and bacon though that's pretty good on salad <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what happened but that's all in my opinion and uh but uh i but uh we we always looked for the bacon for the rest of the weekend we figured it would start to smell eventually yeah. if we but uh it was never to be found even when we got stopped in the on the border on the way home, <laughs> we, we had to get out. So the, a fleet of people went through the RV to check to see if we were criminals. And uh, my uncle yeah. says at the end, <laughs> did, you, did you find any bacon in there? <laughs> <laughs> to the fucking guys with the gloves on. The security guys. You guys want some bacon? <laughs> we still wanted it yeah we wanted that bacon yeah i don't know where it went and so really it was a, a heartbreaker eh? <laughs> to lose that bacon yeah the rest of the weekend was hot dogs sausages and peanut butter sandwiches and a fuckload of white bread so it was uh, the only vegetable i had the entire weekend was a one stick of celery and a bloody mary about the jack daniels booth on yeah, sunday one for my birthday that's the only yeah. one i had too yeah happy birthday michael here's a vegetable <laughs> yeah peace. <laughs> It's like we're in the tent. It's raining. <laughs> Happy birthday! Here's a, a Bloody Mary, which I'm like, ah, it's American Bloody Mary, not gonna be that great, but actually, it was delicious. It's fantastic. And I had my only vegetable, delicious meal for the breakfast. And the girl, the bar, the bartender that served it to me was a delight. She was a delight. Just beautiful eyes and a leather pant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked every minute of my, my my interaction with her. She was fantastic. So. Oh, that's what I thought. The whole weekend, we were so lucky, so fortunate to meet so many great people yeah, down there. There was a lot of great people. And uh, so like, Friday night, we, we had, met a lot of people and uh, had a great time. And uh, Saturday, we wake up for our first day of racing, and it was a sunny day, oh. uh, a beautiful sunny day. We wake up and we see, uh, we go to the Infin- Inf- 
Xfinity, Xfinity race. Wow, the X, yeah, Xfinity. I don't know what that Bush is. Bush race, the old what, Bush race, the old Bush race. Yeah, yeah. I think Xfinity's what like a cell phone company yeah, or something. It's huge now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they. Uh, we went to that race. It was sunny. It was. Uh, it was uh, hot. I remember hot. feeling the sun burn my my Canadian skin. I went shirts off. Yeah, you were shirts off the whole time. I was like, no way. I'm wearing a shirt because I know I'm going to get burnt. <laughs> I put my titties out. I wasn't scared. Shirts off. Yeah, burn his nipples. Me and Benny. <laughs> was he shirtless too? Oh yeah, shirts off. I think actually one time uh, my uncle uh, said to me, uh, "This isn't going to be pretty," and he took off his shirt because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot, right? He goes, "This is going to be pretty, but I'm going to do it anyways," right? I'm like, "No one cares. You're That's, not." I'm sweating. Believe me, we're, we're in the home of the corn-fed American. Yeah, you're we're... you're not you're not going to stand out as being the one out of shape person in the <laughs> at Bristol, Tennessee. She looked in shape. <laughs> yeah, time. there's a bunch. Yeah, there's. Believe me, you know, like the. These, there's some big people down there, you know, yeah. they, they, they're well fed on corn. I, I think so. <laughs> Anyways, we, we, uh, we went to the racetrack. I packed my cooler full of beer and got as much as I could. I think I had 19 beers in there. Yeah. Because this was our first beer adventure that we were allowed. Ben's like, yes, now it's time for beer. It's time for beer. So I'm excited. 19 Bud Light are in my cooler with some ice and we go to security and you got to give them your bag and unzip your bag so they can look inside your bag. Right. And so I unzip my bag, and the security guy looks in, and he goes, just beer? And I said, yep, just beer. He goes, beautiful. I go, it is beautiful, isn't it? He goes, I want a beer so bad. He, <laughs> he goes, I want a beer so bad. I go, you must be really tortured, you know? You got all day to sit there and look, look at other at people's beer. cold beer, you know, yeah. going into a nice sunny day race yeah. to drink this beer. So we head up to turn three. To where our seats no turn oh, one turn one that turn day. one that yeah. day yeah. yeah so we head up to turn one and we gotta you gotta understand this is a this is a stadium that seats a hundred thousand yeah, hundred sixty thousand and it looks empty but there's probably still eighty thousand people there or sixty yeah. or whatever it is I don't know but uh, there's not a lot of chances of um, what happened to us like we sit down in the seat we got the regular cast of uh, of uh, NASCAR fans it's like a rainbow except for everyone's white <laughs> one lady's shirt said. Uh, I have it on my phone here. It said something about uh, it's. Oh yeah, she. It said uh, it's all fun and games until somebody loses a wiener. <laughs> That's what she had on her shirt in front of us. Just typical. Yeah, great joke, eh? Yeah, I just loved it. She That's thought, my NASCAR shirt. <laughs> people are gonna like this in the stands. <laughs> Burn your wiener, and there's like a, a, a wiener on a stick over a fire. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. Easy joke. It's still, but they. they, they uh, but we we sit down and watch a nice day of NASCAR racing, and all of a sudden we look beside us, who shows up but just a plethora of young college girls, eh? Oh just the delightful looking young, sweet, fresh faced college girls sit down just just across the way from us, and we thought, what is the chances in a NASCAR event that all these? And I started counting the guys that are coming in with them, and there's 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 way less of them than, less. than there were the girls, and I'm like, this is interesting. Like uh, I didn't know this was a this was this happens at a NASCAR event. <laughs> How is this even possible at the Xfinity race? Even yeah, the Xfinity race this isn't even the big boys. These aren't even like uh, NASCAR. Like uh, what? What do you call it? What's the the NASCAR equivalent of like a rink rat or a you know like a a puck bunny? Not a puck bunny, but uh, what do you call them? A rubber lover? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> must have a term for it. We should Google it. Yeah. I don't know what to do. A rubber lever sounds pretty oh, good. That sounds good. We make up our own term for it. We're good at that here at the Dutch Hall. Yeah. And I'll tell you, as we're talking about that, the winds were blowing. 
downwind yes, from us are. to uh, where these uh, college girls were, eh? Apparently. And uh, our, this is where our heritage, our breeding, <laughs> started to pay off. Because the wind was blowing in the right direction, they started to catch a scent of the, not brobant, but brabant, as we were told. As we, we've, we've been, been taught, corrected. Brah, it's brah. But like you got a hockabalugi when you say it. Brabant. Brabant musk. Brabant musk. So bra- our musk traveled, and they and uh, they knew it. And so we went and he took a nice picture with the girls. Eh? We, yeah. We said. Delightful. Uh, so we like to take a nice, we take a picture with you. My cousin Michael, who most of the must was coming off of, um, was uh, took the picture in front of the girls. We tweeted it out to. Right, we're having just uh, having a great old time at the race. Great old time at the race. And then after we took the picture, I said to the girls, "Now we're gonna go tell a bunch of lies," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which uh, we 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 have since. Yeah. You know? Which is the truth, hundred percent. Yeah. But we put it on Twitter, uh, Dutch Hall on Twitter and Instagram, Dutch Hall on Instagram. We put it out there. And then uh, they, uh, uh, we started getting some comments back and some likes and all that stuff. Well, our cousin gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah. He gets Poor in trouble, trouble from his wife because he thought that if those guys are, if Mike's over there with those girls, then where are you, right? And it couldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he noticed. Like I'm surprised he even knew we were over there. Oh, he was into the race. Yeah, and then and he was like, I'm with my uncles, like back there. I'm not, I'm not a any part of that nonsense. <laughs> they're the race. <laughs> I'm just, they're just, we're just being jackasses <laughs> down there. <laughs> Anyways, well, we met these nice girls. The, the two were very nice to open up the show today. Uh, was it Katie and uh, Carrie? Carrie. Yeah, Carrie from Bristol and Katie from Connecticut. They were able, they were, they gave us a nice promo for the show. And they gave us a nice. They said they smelled the musk, which was nice of them to admit to, because a lot of girls don't can't recognize it. But I think once we pointed out what it was that they were smelling, right. and they were more more open to it. Yeah, right? Did you smell something? <laughs> like, of course we did. Why do you think we're over here? And we're like, and oh, that's the musk. It to them. Yeah, because that was done when. The, yeah. <laughs> like it's hot out. Yeah, it was a hot day, so the musk does kind of like produce more. And Mike's shirt was off. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> did you? Did you get any girls in shirt? No, I, I put the shirt back on when I went over there. I don't want to overwhelm them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, anyways, we go keep talk- the musk in there. Well, we talked to these uh, these girls, and uh, we had a great time. And then we started. Then we went on our next adventure. Oh, that the next adventure was so we had to leave the racetrack. The race is over. Yeah. Uh, and now we're leaving, and we decide we're gonna go uh, get some moonshine. We said, "What better thing to do than get some moonshine?" Yep. Uh, we're perfect. On a mission. We drank. We drank our coolers dry. We have no more beer, so we need moonshine, right? <laughs> and so, uh, to top up the engines. So we get out of the gate, whatever we're at. We don't know. I don't know where we are. The real question of the weekend: What gate we were at? Uh, those beers tasted good at, at like a hot weather with a uh, you know a nice sunny day. Those beers did not stand a chance, and the, a lot of ice in that bag. Oh, it was great. Uh, and so you know when you when you leave that, it's a little hazy at this point in time. So we go. We meet. The, we start walking through the festivities. We start looking at the people. They're doing a lot of people watching. One thing I noticed was. The, some of the attire, you know, I saw a lot of girls wearing uh, short, like those girls that did the promo for us. Oh. Uh, they were wearing like uh, jean shorts, you know, pulled up like camel toe high, and they, you know, the the eight foot zipper, you know, <laughs> uh, that's the style now, it's right? Back, like it was in a so while ago, and you, we kind of were like, why is my mom wearing that pant? Yeah, yeah. And now they just cut them real short, so the pockets hang out. 
yeah. that's still the top part. It's goes. like they take mom jeans and then make their their snatch hang on the bottom. Yeah, of it. yeah. It's, it's okay because the top <laughs> of them go real high. Yeah, but the bottom goes up my vagina. So <laughs> that's the style now. So I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I don't. I'm not a man of fashion. I don't know these so, sorts of things. So I I just accept it. Uh, they're, they're still lovely girls, even though I don't understand the 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 fashion or whatever. But uh, what we noticed when we were walking through uh, uh, the festivities afterwards is that the men were wearing the same thing. <laughs> it was right? very, very uncomfortable. I had to take a picture of it. Yeah, the, uh, there wasn't just one guy doing it. It was multiple guys, some of them shirtless, just wearing a pair of short jean shorts with their pockets hanging lower than the shorts and cowboy, and cowboy boots. boots. And that's it. Yeah. It was mind-bottling. <laughs> My mind was in a bottle. <laughs> mind bottling. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we we went to uh so like there was a whole bunch of stuff like that. We were fascinated by it. I couldn't even understand like muscular guys with like a remember that one guy had like a fucking back tattoo, like yeah. a and it was like uh, and the short shorts and the thing. I'm like, well that tattoo is obviously a, a target for jizz, isn't it? <laughs> is that a tramp stamp. male tramp stamp? Exactly. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. And so we were really confused. I asked one of the girls. Uh, oh. we, we, then we stopped at this moonshine booth finally. They were closing up. We met a lovely girl there, Jesse. And uh, we started uh, chatting with Jesse. And uh, we asked her, what's what's with this? What's the deal with this stuff? And they go, all oh, there in Tennessee. It's kind of like, uh, ir- or they're poking fun at. Yeah, that's what she At said. Bristol. They're making fun of Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, they're like doing their their southern hick attire or something like that. Like it's a it's kind of like ironic or something or meant to be a yeah, No, we it, didn't get it. I don't know, I didn't get it. I just thought it looked looked more uh like uh, they were like hustlers or something like like Randy or from the trailer park yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, like Randy when he's the stripper, like when he's uh yeah, the hus- guys blowjobs. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like to well, me. His name was Smokey too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense now. That's what it was. And maybe that all came from Bristol. <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't understand that part of it. But what I did but it what I did like was our opportunity to meet uh the great people from old Smoky Moonshine. You must have told me eight hundred times it's not called old Smokey with a D, it's old Smoky Moonshine. So we talked to these Oh, sorry, I dropped my thing. We talked to these uh, to Jesse from Old Smoky Moonshine, and uh, she was like, she, she was nice enough to sit down and do an interview with us. So I'll just play it for you right now. Uh, we met her. What she did was, I got to tell you, she was closing up shops, so she didn't have moonshine. So she put me and my two cousins in a golf cart, oh, kicked great. out some young ladies so that we could ride in there. Do you remember that? Yes. Might have even been the same two we met afterwards yeah, but they it was You're was right. it yeah yeah they sold no we're not giving you a ride we're giving these guys a ride because they need to get moonshine, moonshine yeah. and so they brought us around the other end of the track i got the uh we went on a nice ride through there and we get to this other part they bring us under the track where they have all all uh, a couple pickup trucks and coolers of moonshine yeah, and stuff you're underneath the track a real setup yeah and uh and we went and uh and then i was i got an interview with jesse and I'll and we and I'll just play it for you. So here is a here's Jesse from uh, Old, Old Smoky Moonshine. My name is Jesse. I'm from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and you're listening to Live from the Dutch Hall. I made her do a little promo Dave, for us. He didn't make it to uh, Bristol, Tennessee, and he he thought that uh, there'd be better quality entertainment if we stayed in Canada and, and interviewed uh, David Wilcox. And I think that, uh, do you think that, I think he, we, he missed out on a great opportunity to meet some great people. What do you think about that? Dave, you definitely missed out. Bristol, Tennessee is one of the best places in the South. It's got 
the home of racing, the home of moonshine, and all kinds of great people that you never, ever, ever will forget. And you want to meet them. You want to see them. You want to meet them. And you'll never, ever forget them. So you should you should have come. You I'm can, sorry you didn't come. I, I appreciate you not cussing them out because I know you really no, want to. No, I'm a the Southern girl. Deep I'm a Southern girl. I don't, I don't cuss people out unless they really, really need it. So, well, that was nice. Jesse, that she says she didn't cuss people out. Now, I saw, I thought it sounded in that clip. I was like Madonna when she goes to England or whatever, and like I, I, you adopt the accent. You when you that. suck, when you sink 20 beers into me, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, well, that guy, what did you dick a dick now? My right. friend Dave never came quick. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Dave ain't never been down here. <laughs> Fucking idiot I am. Well, she was, uh, she was uh, very nice to, to not to be nice today, but there was a couple guys that weren't as nice, and oh. I just thought that I'd, I'd let you hear what the, these two clowns had to say. They were actually sitting behind us on that, at the Xfinity race. Oh, our buddies behind us. Great yeah, guys. I forgot, Great forgot, guys. forgot to mention them. Let's just play what they had to say. This is for Dave, too. This is Rick I don't know if you can hear that very well because there was a lot of track noise going on, but uh, those guys were a bit homophobic, I think. I don't know. <laughs> that was what I got out of it. I, uh, I understood that... <laughs> They said that Dave sucks dick, apparently, which is kind of rude. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was a bit of a step. All I said it was, really I, went deep my, my buddy didn't come in the race. Do you think he missed out? Yeah, anything you want to say to him? The, the, all of a sudden, they made the jump. That yeah, he's, uh, Jesus. That he's this filleting men. He's just sticking a <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of cocks in his mouth. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know. I didn't make the same tie in my, mouth, my mind, but they went right to Dave putting men's penises in his mouth. So I, uh, Dave, I don't know. I know you're not on the show anymore, but you're still my buddy. Give me a text if you're if you turn to that. And it's, <laughs> Let's I didn't hope know they're not right. Is that really know. what? Is that really why you didn't come? Like, geez, I didn't know. I didn't even think of it. But if it's, I don't, I don't think it's true. No. I don't think it's true. No. Anyways, let's go back to old Jesse. So Jesse, you're from uh, you're from Old Smoky Moonshine. Yeah. And you're the marketing representative of that company. Is that correct? correct? Or one of one, one of them? them? One of them. And uh, so your your moonshine now, like, can you tell us a bit about your product and how we can find it in yeah. different parts of the world? We are. We have listeners all over, all over, all over the world. We have a great product. It is <laughs> all made out of true. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Um, our distillery, our flagship distillery, is out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. All of our product is made there and shipped out from uh, the city limits. So anything that's out in distribution on the uh, national side or inter- international side. Uh, we make in Gatlinburg, so it's a great, great community there. Um, it's one of the top tourist destinations, so it's a great community. And it's a great. Is it a big employer it in Gatlinburg, it, Gatlinburg, Tennessee? Old Smoky is a big employer it's in Gatlinburg, like Tennessee. We we are like very, crazy. very proud to be able to really? provide the yeah. jobs to the local folks that are based in Gatlinburg and Sevier County in general um, to supply, you know, the world with our distillery, with our moonshine, and work at our distilleries. Uh, we have two distilleries now. There's are you one. restricted because of the alcohol content? Like when you think of moonshine, I think the people that would, in Canada at least that would think about uh, Tennessee moonshine. They think about like bathtub type moonshine that's mm-hmm. like uh, brewed and like real high tests, like heavy strength that's going to knock you out, but it doesn't taste very good. But your moonshine is a little different. Like your moonshine, actually, you have a lot of choices. We have a great product. Um, we're very, very proud of what we can make. And you know, back in the day, everyone made moonshine and they made a good product. But um, the different methods that um, would 
you know, produce the moonshine was what was, you know, not so safe for people. So we have a very safe, a very taxed moonshine facility in Gatlinburg. Um, we have a multitude of flavors. We have 13 flavors right now uh, that you can sample in the distilleries, either distillery in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Um, we have many flavors, at least six that are distributed throughout the country and even internationally. So we have a lot of a lot of fanfarens out there. And you were saying like you have some that like the uh, blackberry and and the uh, 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 what's the other one that's most popular? The, the blackberry and the apple pie. The apple, apple pie, pie is the yeah. number one seller. The blackberry is right behind the apple pie in selling. Um, in sales and in uh, popularity. These are sweeter, sweeter variety, right? Like, that is, is, is sweeter. Uh, the blackberry is more of a, it's not as sweet, which I think is what makes it more, you know, appealing to a lot of, of, of other people who don't like the sweet stuff. Uh, we also have our, our you know, our high, amp, our high amp flavors, which is our, our blue flame, um, 100, 128 proof. That's half We one. have our yeah, 100 proof one. original, and we have our 100 proof white lightning. So there's something for everybody white there. White lightning. Oh, it's, it's intense. Very nice to meet you. Great. And if you ever come up to Canada, like uh, make sure you put your fill your trunk with some old smoky moonshine and bring it up to my place. Okay? For sure, for uh, sure. Very nice to meet you. Thanks a lot. That was uh, Jesse. What a delightful yeah, girl. She's real sweetheart. Uh, I remember we tried to help her get that ice bucket out of there when we met her. That's how we met her, right? Yeah, yeah. We- we were good help. We, we, they were closing up, so we yeah, had, we helped move that ice bucket out. It was a real stubborn thing to get out of there, right? <laughs> just two, two, two clowns just help. We'll help. We'll yeah. help. And so what we ended up doing was just taking the ice. Instead of her cleaning it out, we just put it in our coolers and put it on our beer. <laughs> it was great. It worked for everybody. Yeah, it was great. And we did run out of beer when we got to that, that, oh, that moonshine under place. Under the stadium there, yeah. So then I decided, um, well... Uh, we're still at the bar thing. They had this little ring game that I was playing. And uh, then uh, there was like a, a ring on a string and you had to like hold it up and swing it and get it to stay on a hook, right? Very that was what they had game. on both. Like a buck and doe game. Yeah, it was yeah. just on both ends of the bar. There was like posts on the bar that had these hooks and strings. And so people would just sit on the end of the bar and, and toss these hooks. So I was playing that game and then I ran out of beer playing that game. And then, uh, so I'm like, well, I need more beer. So... I knew they had a cooler in that under the stage on the back of that truck. VIP, as we like to call it, where we work. (laughs) So I said, let's just go and help ourselves to some of that beer. We've we've been here long enough with these people, I think. We've We've established a rapport with them. (laughs) Yeah. They must feel comfortable enough with us to give us all their booze. (laughs) So (laughs) I just walked in and helped myself to their beer. And uh, they did catch me. And to much to my surprise, they said, oh, help yourself. Does anyone else need one? Like, they were very friendly with it. And then they said they started giving us the old samples of moonshine, like, and this is the reason why we played the promo for Old Smoky Moonshine because right. they were very, very kind to us. Yeah, after, yeah. So we had uh, on a flatbed truck. We did this. Yeah, on a flatbed truck, and they gave us all. We sampled them all, including the White Lightning and the Blue Flame. Blue, yeah, it was the Blue Flame, whatever that was. That was the high test stuff. Like there was the the apple pie and the blackberry were sweet, but the like when you get up to the top stuff, it was like you're drinking lighter fluid. Yeah, we did like the uh, distillery tour on the flatbed truck, and the guys that are giving it to us are like uh, laughing at us, like, "Hey, you guys should try our moonshine, especially uh, White Lightning or Blue Flame, whatever it was called." And they're like, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, okay." We all try it, and then we tried it again. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you guys are crazy." <laughs> like, no, no, we're just looking to have a good time. This is brilliant. And then our uh, then our one cousin disappears mm. completely. Like we After went, a bathroom break. Yeah, we took a little bathroom break, and we turn around, our one cousin's gone. 
And we're like, what happened to him? Like, we, we hope he gets, and we don't know where we are. Oh, no. No clue. This track is humongous. <laughs> you know, hey, Paul, like, yeah, yeah, you can get You don't lost. know which turn you're on. You don't know which, where. Yeah. What turn, what gate am I at? I have no idea. What, like, there's freaking five different campgrounds. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know what the heck's going on. So we go, um, we, we look up at one point in time. And Mike sees the big sign says Bristol. He sees the big L, right? I was excited when I saw it. And he goes, "We're right at the, we're right across the road from where we're, we live." <laughs> and we said, "Great!" And we there was uh, two ladies we were talking to, uh, the ones that we bumped off the golf cart the first time, <laughs> and uh, they um, they were like, "Well, we'll come back for a drink." And we said, "Great! We love to have a visitor back at the campground." We had these two nice young ladies. We had a nice conversation with them. They came back to the campground with us. Great company. Great company. One girl was a night. It was a, a, a blondie. We'll call her blondie call for her the blondie. purposes of this yeah. conversation. And the other girl we will call Mother Hen. And uh, <laughs> Mother and I and I mean no offense by the term Mother Hen to this one, this lady that we met who was fantastic. But her uh, agenda was different because she had to go home to work and she had uh, uh, to drive that evening. So she had responsibilities. She had responsibilities. Yes. Her friend did not. Her friend was really open <laughs> for our program. She thought our program was great. <laughs> <laughs> and she was really having a great time. So we bring her back to the old, uh, I'm going to call it the Van Dyke Ranch, which I know is a bit presumptuous because I was the only Va- like Van Dyke lasting there because we're all part of that greater oh. Van Dyke empire. Yeah, it's- I'll call it the Van Dyke campground. And uh, we, uh, we go back there and they could not believe, especially the blonde girl, could not believe... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the our family situation. She thought it was just great, eh? Yeah. Like she, she couldn't. She just loved her family. It was she, unbelievable to her, to the, her, both of them really, but her especially. Yeah, like you're here with uh, your dad and your uncle and your two cousins, and you guys all get along, <laughs> and you guys are staying the whole weekend together. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it until she met us all. And then she's like, oh, they're, you're great guys. Who would like you guys? You like us guys. And then, uh, so I, uh, you're a single man. I hope you don't mind me saying this, Michael, but you're a single man and she's a single lady. So uh, we could see, I could see maybe sparks in the air. You know, I just thought maybe there was something there. She's a lovely young lady and uh, Michael was a available young man. I thought this could be a promising uh, venture for him, you know? Right. So, uh, uh, I'm a married man, of course. I'm not interested in such things. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a devoted to my wife because she's uh, way out of my league, way out of my league. <laughs> and so, um, but I, I could see uh, right away the uh, your friend Mike was trying to uh, come up with a scheme to stay the night. She saw that we had two tents pitched in our campground. <laughs> she thought that'd be a great place to, for us to sleep without having to worry about the, you know. We're safe in a tent, you know, away from these these men. If they decide to get, you know, we could sleep in the tent together, you know, right. you know, the, the two girls if they needed to. Yeah. Uh, but she had she had eyes on the on the tents, you know, for that night, and uh, the other girl wanted nothing to do with it. So <laughs> I could. This is the reason why uh, she fit the mother hen description because she was trying to to squash the plans of uh, of the other girl, and so I could see this brewing. And uh, and uh, recognized right away that there was a, a role for a wingman, right? Yes, very key. Very key in this situation. Top Gun like a wingman is required. Now I haven't played the wingman role in some time. You know, I'm an old <laughs> chunk. I'm an old chunk of coal. I haven't. I've been out of the game for a long time. So I was like, I was eager to get back in, see if I could uh, still had any skills at this, right? 
So uh, I, I noticed the opportunity right away. Mike gave me a nod. Didn't even didn't yeah, have there to. There was no words spoken. It was unbelievable. No words spoken. You just sensed it. You knew the role was there. I picked up a lawn chair. I put it beside Mother Hen, and we had a, a nice discussion about her for as long as she wanted to talk about her. Right? <laughs> it was about her. Uh, I, I put in a little bits about myself because I am kind of self-centered. I like to talk a little bit. She didn't like it. She didn't like it at all. More about you. More about her. Right? So I did it. I did it gladly. It was, she was an interesting woman. I felt, found her to be, and actually I decided you're so interesting. What I'd like to do is we should go into the trailer and I'll record a podcast. I would like to record an interview with you for my podcast. Now, unfortunately I have to tell you, I had technical difficulties. I recorded about eight different interviews that day and, um, they were all, um, most of them were lost except for the old smoky one. And I have one more, uh, that I'll play later on the yeah, show. Let's be honest. After, uh, a case of beer and an afternoon of moonshine, my technical skills aren't as great. No, as... Like, uh, what you have is pretty impressive. <laughs> Honestly, I was with you and I experienced this whole uh, whirlwind and that you have anything is unbelievable. <laughs> so I think the live from the Dutch hall crew did great. Yeah, it was pretty good <laughs> because at that point of the night, uh, smoking cigarettes <laughs> might have been a priority. <laughs> yeah. Not so much podcasting, but no, the wingman work, people. I've never seen... I have many friends who are excellent at this. Like, I've seen them do things that, you know, that we've become closer friends because of it. And uh, my cousin Peter, I've never seen it, a performance <laughs> like this in my life. Like, we're talking uh, OT winner in the Stanley Cup Finals performance. Clutch. <laughs> Even Blondie uh, recognized. She was skill. blown away by your skills. Like <laughs> the guy says, I have. Uh, I think I'm rusty. Are you? Kidding? I've never seen anything like this. Four hours he did it. Four <laughs> hours. Four hours of of. Uh, I had a great time though. I had a yeah, great time. a great girl, but like he just. He just made it work, Pete. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. When we sat down in the trailer, we brought her in the RV, and we sat down at the kitchen table or whatever, the dining room table, whatever it's called. (laughs) There's a dining room. It also turns into a nice, comfortable bed at night. (laughs) Yeah, it's a comfortable bed. I love that spot. (laughs) Yeah, you sleep. You have to sleep uh, diagonal. Angle sleep. Angle sleep, but it's very comfortable. I never got to enjoy it myself. I was a tenter, and then... uh, I slept uh, Lucky Pierre in oh, the yeah. pullout couch. Old ass to ass on yeah. the Brokeback broke back Mountain Bar. Yeah, I, I like to sleep with my spine right in the bar of the fold-out couch in order that I do not touch another man. That's what uh, my strategy is. That's what I like to do. <laughs> I, I experienced that with you. <laughs> I got to tell you, I slept with both my cousins one night with Mike, one night with Ben, and not, not once did we so much as graze each other. There was never a touch. There was at least a two-foot barrier. <laughs> No need for a pillow wall. No need for a pillow wall. We know the rules, and we will we will bury our spine in a in a in a in a piece of steel in order that we do not touch each other. That's why we. Uh, that's why we still. That's why we're family, right? Yeah, and we exactly. understand the rules, right? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I went into the trailer with this girl. And we're going to ha- conduct our interview, and uh, she. Uh, uh, I start. I lit up a cigarette at the table, right? And uh, inside, yeah, inside. inside the RV, I hope not to offend uh, Aunt Fran. I don't know if it was, yeah. but uh, she door said, was open. Now, yeah, the windows and doors were open. Of course, it was a lovely day. So we we had we went in there and I lit my cigarette, and she said, uh, "You can't do that in here." I go, "I'm pretty fucking sure it's our place." You know, <laughs> like it's a, it's this is a trailer owned by a tobacco farmer. I'm gonna fucking smoke a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, my dad would punch you in the face if he didn't. And she goes. Uh, 
are you serious? Like she couldn't believe it, eh? And then I'm like, uh, well, I'm not putting it out. You know, like I'm, I'm not putting it out. And then she's like, can I have one? And I'm like, yeah, you can have one. So she, me and her were puffing darts the whole night <laughs> at the table. It was great. Yeah, and I, I do apologize. My interview got screwed up. I don't know what happened with it, but she mostly taught me stuff like how to say oil properly and uh, tire. She yeah, says she, she was a real uh, language connoisseur. She yeah, she thought, said I'm north. We're, we're north of the Mason-Dixon line, so we would say tire and oil. And if they're south, they'd say tar and oil. Oh, one one syllable versus two syllable or something like that. That was her thing. But anyways, uh, so I tried doing it, but I did it wrong every time. And also, she booked Axe for like Wild Wings or something like yeah, that. That's right. and, and then yeah. uh, so and totally called my band the biggest piece of shit in the world because yeah. I only have 163 likes on Facebook. So people, if you could help me out on Facebook, I won't be such a loser. Yeah, go to Crown Lion, Crown like Lion like Crown like Lion on Facebook. Because apparently, if we want to get booked at Bristol, we gotta have more than 163 likes. <laughs> yeah, they said he needs a minimum of 500 likes for Crown Lion, and then they would book him. And uh, but other than that, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And even with my podcast, she was like, well, how many people uh, follow you on different social media things? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't does, yeah, I don't care. Does anything matter that it's good? Like, or that it just people, like, I don't care if one guy enjoys it, then that one guy enjoys it. Like, I don't care if uh, you think it's good because my fucking Facebook followers yeah, exactly. aren't high enough for you. Yeah. Like, why does it mean, matter Facebook anyway? Yeah. I know. Is that like... What if my what if my audience it, like if you're a rock band do you expect your whole audience to be Facebookers? I hope not. <laughs> That's the thing. Wouldn't I just you want, want go- real people to come out and enjoy themselves? Yeah, have Don't a good be time. This guy that's sitting on his couch going like. And there is going to be some great dates. We do, we're happy to announce, eh, Mike? Oh, Crown yeah. of the Lions going to be going on a big tour this year. We uh, actually last night had a real breakthrough. Uh, now that you bring that up, uh, Pete, and uh, we're really coming together. We might have a little summer tour coming. It's going to be great. I know a couple We're of gigs coming up. Keep you guys up. up to date. We got some some fun stuff coming up. So so stay tuned to for the Crown the Lion yeah. tour this year, yeah. and also uh, some with some new new material too, new right? Material, yeah, it's gonna be fun, a lot of fun. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. And also, we are pleased to announce that forthcoming, if we can get the band back together of Nocturnal Emissions, <laughs> we do have we do have our Nocturnal Emissions first single that's uh, been written and uh, ready to be released. But uh, hasn't we, been pressed yet. We do need to reconcile with uh, Mr. Charters in order to pull this off. So uh, yeah. we'll be in negotiations with uh, the Rooster, and hopefully get that back together so we can have our Nocturnal Emissions world debut of our, the first single. Yeah. But. Uh, you know what? That was the end of the first night, right? Great night. Oh no, I forgot. We did we did take these lovely girls home, or we walked them to their car. We yeah, should oh, tell yeah, that story. Don't forget. This is the best part of the whole story. <laughs> Me and Pete being gentlemen, actually, Pete, I think uh, because he was such an excellent wingman and a gentleman that night, suggested, Michael, let's walk these girls forty five minutes to the other side of the stadium to their car, because yeah. that would be the right thing to do. Or nice Dutch Catholic boys. I yeah. said, you know what, Pete? I could use a walk. Sounds like a great idea. Let's go. Let's what go. What happened after that, Pete? Well, we went to their car, which, what was it? A little uh, Sunfire or something? I think it was a coupe. Two doors, right? Yeah, the two-door coupe. Two-door coupe. Uh, Mike and Blondie get in the back. I get to sit shotgun with uh, with Mother Hen. And uh, we're driving down the road, and she right away smiles at me, opens up the moonroof to, hey. to show me, look at this. This this little girl's got a moonroof, right? <laughs> I'm like, fucking moonroof. I go, this is prom night. Let's yeah. do this thing, right? And I'm wearing a hat. It says delete on the top of it. It's an orange uh, mesh hat that I dug out of my uh, dad's basement. Yeah. Old, uh, d- old it's a relic. 
old relic, eh, from the 70s. I've been wearing it. I really like the hat. Orange. Turned in great down there. Yeah, and, and I enjoyed it. So what I did was... Uh, I go like it's prom night. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and show my tits, right? That's what I might think. They gotta drive us like literally. It's a long walk, but it's a pretty yeah. fucking short yeah, it's drive. Like a hundred meter dash. <laughs> and the time that it took us in the two minute drive, they took us. I'm standing up on the on the passenger seat trying to show my uh, tits out the moonroof. <laughs> and as soon as I get my head out of the moonroof, my hat blows off and it's gone. <laughs> I'm crushed, eh? Crushed. Pete's face is like. <laughs> distraught and shame that he lost his he's got two hats and the, the lee hat now is gone <laughs> like oh no and i said to pete you still gotta show your tits eh? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm crushed and i look at mike he's like you still gotta do it i'm like i did commit and then so i right back up again eh? Woo-hoo! <laughs> and he's then, going down the bristle strip a male out of the sunroof of this fucking on fire showing his tits <laughs> uh just in the short drive these girls didn't know what the like they, they, who are we with <laughs> who are we with yeah anyways now they're so i don't know if you girls are listening to this show or not but uh but thank you for the night. thank what you for a, a nice time. night we had a great Thanks night for putting up with us yeah yeah i hope you enjoyed yourself and if you're you're always welcome to come for a visit so that's our that was our saturday night Brings us to big race day. But before we do that, we should always get into a little segment on this show that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Now, this week's Feedback We Got Feedback is brought to you by our good friends from VG Meats and Amazon and Amazon.ca. If you'd like to go to livefromthedutchhall.com and you can click on the banners for either, uh, we click on VG Meats, you can go to either location, print out the coupon, go to either the VG Meats locations in either Simcoe or Stony Creek and you get great deals on great meat and a little bit of the proceeds come back to help the show. And also if you go and you do all in your Amazon shopping on my web and uh, you go to my website first, click on the Amazon link and then do your shopping. Some of that money will come back and help us make this show better. So thank you to everyone that supported us. And uh, thank you to our sponsors for helping out the show. Wow, sorry, that was really loud, guys. Um, this week, our listener of the week, I want to start out with our listener of the week. We don't have, um, like, uh, I always tell everyone every week, you know, like me on Facebook at uh, Life from the Dutch Hall on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at Dutch Hall on Twitter. And now I have Instagram, Dutch Hall on Instagram. And uh, follow what the show's doing. And uh, sometimes you listeners do it, and sometimes you don't. Well, this this week we got a nice follow on a nice like on Facebook from our listener of the week, which is Carol Shows from Toronto, Ontario. Carol, Carol. Shows is our listener of the week. Let's hear it for her. And she gets a kiss for the ladies, right? Carol is our listener of the week, and uh, I want to give an honorable mention to my cousin Kyle who provided us with feedback uh, this Watchy. week. Yeah, he listened to last week's episode, which was Eves Van Dyke. What do you have to say? Oh, Kyle felt Kyle uh, felt um, Eves Van Dyke is my favorite show by far. Pissed myself was his his uh, reaction to the show, which is quite positive, eh? Quite That's positive. Great. No, it's great. So I wanted to start out with a positive to let you know that that even though. <laughs> There, the there has been a lot of feedback to the contrary of uh, Mister uh, of my our cousin, cousin, our great cousin, our cousin. Uh, uh, he, uh, some people really did enjoy the old fuckholsh, but uh, 
Um, <laughs> others did not. Others did not. They were left uh, left wondering. They did not know what uh, kind of uh, horrible path I've gone down <laughs> <laughs> to resort to this new uh, new uh, low <laughs> in the show. And uh, but I disagree. I think. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a wondrous place. It's a wondrous place. And but when you find out about something like the fuckholes, I don't know how you cannot de- dedicate some time to it, you know? At but least one show. At least at least one or two or six yeah, or seven. Or maybe a whole week. Or, or maybe, maybe until only one listener's left and it's my cousin Kyle who's <laughs> just enjoying his life all the hell. Yeah. <laughs> Great tractor time, eh, Bachi? <laughs> Great tractor time. Just a bunch of the fuckholes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing. There's a lot of farmers that have been said they're not listening to my show on purpose, that they're waiting until uh, land work time comes. To get it in, yeah. To listen to a whole bunch at once, because nice. they're and so they've been saving up episodes. So it's actually a veteran move. Yeah, so if anyone's sitting there driving around, plowing fields, or, or uh, doing any land work of any sort, maybe even cultivating, because it might be later on in the season. Yeah. Maybe you're even like, sitting on a harvester with headphones on later on. Uh, I'm going to send this one out to you. Uh Enjoy the show, eh? I hope yeah. you enjoyed it, eh? Yeah. But uh, so the only thing we got to do, we always uh, talk about uh, uh, our listeners and we really embrace them for when they reach out to us. But there's one listener that's been with us from the beginning and we can't forget him this week either. And that's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. So let's hear it from him. The Haitian Dwarf is back this week, and he's giving us feedback as he does every week. He's one of my favorite guys. Let's hear what he has to say. This week, the Haitian Dwarf gave us uh, five stars. Five stars as always. That's yeah, all right, buddy. Episode 70. Did you know last week was episode 70? It's a real milestone for us. Five stars, and it says dot, dot, dot. And the show has sunk to a new comedic low. A new comedic low. Well, <laughs> well, Asian dwarf, uh, nailed it. I think you, I think you really hit the nail on the head on that one. That's by far my favorite Can't feedback argue. feedback I got from you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Asian dwarf, for uh, the honesty. I think what we need to be done from time to time, we might need to be reeled in a bit, right? <laughs> and maybe that's what this, maybe that's what this is all about. Hopefully, you'll forgive us with uh, the Bristol show this week, but uh, thank you again for listening to us. If you want to reach out to me ever, you know how to get a hold of me. It's uh, livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com, or you can go on Facebook, like me there at livefromthedutchhall on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Dutch Hall, and you can always uh, connect with me in any of those ways, and there's no excuse not to. If you Even if you think you'd be, it would be weird to go talk to that guy that you've been listening to, just please tell me what you think, good or bad. I'd love the bad. I like the bad as much as the good. It helps me not uh, fall into insanity if I don't have someone to check me because my cousin Mike's no good for it. He thinks everything is good. Everything's funny that I yeah. do. Yeah, I get it all. So I'm <laughs> we're going to do a, a show that only me. Base it off of. <laughs> we're going to do a show that only we like. Okay? Yeah, like my uh, brain actually works the same way. I think it's hilarious. So. <laughs> well, we don't did the whole. Me at all. We did the whole weekend in Bristol where we're, we're like uh, we kept doing the fuck holes bet the entire. I'm not talk like this. <laughs> oh, Michael. What is that pile of dirt over there? Is, it, is that a fuck horse in the mountain? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Which we're is in, funny to us. Yeah. We're in Tennessee, and we're thinking, we should really switch this up. We should maybe do like a southern thing or something like that. Like try to be more, uh, 
you know, you know. Uh, y'all got some fuck holes down <laughs> here. <laughs> you ever heard the fuck hole, boys? <laughs> but we we couldn't stick to it. We just kept going back to the old. Uh, the, oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so anyway, we we promise to try to keep that in check as best we can. But it's just such a fascinating story. We 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 don't know where to go with it. So now we're into big race day. We wake up in the morning. We just had the best sunny summer day. It was beautiful. And uh, now we're waking up for the big race day. The plan is we're going to go to the race. It starts at 1.30. It's probably going to be done around 4 or 5. We'll probably get on the road by 6. We'll drive until we find a Walmart parking lot. And when we're tired. Get and then booze and go to sleep. Yeah, be at home Monday Monday around noon. You know, like yeah. that's the plan, right? Yeah. So instead, uh, Mother Nature came in and kicked the shit out of all of us. And a uh, big rainstorm came in, nice uh, cold weather. and You guys slept, uh, so the only question I have about the trip is, uh, you guys slept in your tents Saturday night till Sunday morning, and that's when it started raining, right? Yeah, I slept dry. So in the morning when I woke up, it just started raining as I got out of bed. Like I, didn't ever, I never slept in a rainy tent. Yeah. And uh, so it just started after that. And then, so we ended up being, uh, let me think about this. Yeah, so yeah. So it, yeah, so Sunday raining. morning you guys piled into the... So we're looking at it. It's like it looks pretty shitty. I don't think they're going to start the yeah, race. Radar on, doesn't look good. Race on time. So we're sitting in the in the trailer, and all of a sudden you hear like yeah. the flyover comes over. Yeah. So we're like, oh Christ, we missed the beginning of the race because usually they do the prayers and the national anthem, and then the flyover happens, right? So we missed the opening ceremony. An old Crow Medicine show was supposed to be yeah, was a, right. w- played in the morning at the track. But I'm like, why do we go check in the track? They're not going to race. You just go in there to, you're going through all that trouble to get your seat just to come walk back, right? But now they're starting the race, so now we're packing our coolers quick and trying to get our, um, uh, my cousin Ben's putting on his Crocodile Dundee outfit, all these rain slicks from Australia or something. And uh, we're going to the racetrack. Now everyone's got rubber boots and stuff. And and my the captain the captain came to tell me before he made a special trip here to say make sure you bring good footwear in case it rains cause I it's had the same same speech and he, and I didn't listen to him like an idiot and uh, I just brought leather shoes and a pair of uh, Sanooks right which the girls made fun of us for wearing boat right? shoes as they like so to goes, call them. they were laughing at us they're going look what all these three of these guys are wearing on their feet these boys wear boat shoes <laughs> we wear boat shoes apparently. And it was it was ridiculous to them. I don't know if it was ridiculous or endearing or what they thought of it, yeah, but I'm not quite sure. They're they were laughing at us. They thought we were kind of in, they thought we were like fun to watch or yeah. something. I don't know what that was. Anyways, we were like uh, these foreigners, you know, that were really intriguing to them, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, we go to the race. Uh, so now we're hauling ass to get to the race. We get there, and uh, by the time we get to our seats, the race is done. Like it's uh, been red oh, flag yeah, for sure. rain. How many laps we got? Uh, Twenty-two or twenty-eight or something like that. It was just like twenty-something laps, and uh, we can go to the stands. We can see Le- uh, the twenty-two car. Joey Logano is uh, is smashed up. No, no, sorry, the two, two car yeah, of Kozlowski is smashed Kozlowski, up. Yeah. And then uh, you can see the 22's got a black hood. So I assume something happened between those two cars, which I found out later it did, between the two teammates, which was... Um, Probably uh, due to the track being a little bit slippery, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, they, they got it all bugged up, which is great because I hate those two guys. <laughs> so uh, they can... They, they, I didn't want to have to worry about them because the, the Xfinity race on Saturday was a, a shitty race. Uh, uh, Logano yeah. led the whole race. There was no passes for the lead. No, it Harvick was, pressed him, but 
Yeah, yeah. Harvick. Gano had the car. It wasn't even close. Yeah. So it was a boring. It was a really a boring race, but it was a, a great day. Where this uh, on the, this day it was opposite. It was a yeah. shitty day shitty with rain, day. but a great race. I thought we had a really good race, competitive and and lots of twists and turns and stories to tell and stuff. So it was a good race. Well, we you have to wear ear protection at the race, and uh, first day I just wore like ear earplugs like cheap old earplugs or something like that and i didn't have the everyone's got headsets so you can listen to play-by-play i didn't have it because i was uh Ill, the most unprepared it was my first time there so the second day i brought my headphones and i listened to music when i was yeah. uh and uh, it was great because yeah. i like to i don't like listening to play-by-play because i like when i'm at a live sporting event i like to follow my own stories i don't like to be guided by somebody else what's going on i figure i have the luxury of being there at a live event and i want to see what's going on with my own two eyes and make my own find my own story like Watch the stuff that's going on around the stuff that they show on TV because it's stuff you don't yeah. get to see. That's when what I found most interesting too is like you guys were kind of teaching me about the little things of the race, and it was neat just to watch it around the track. Like, oh, and this is like the they do in the pits, and the, the pace car does this, and the cleanup crews, and yeah, 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 it's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. It's a real, it's a real well-oiled machine like that. Everything, everything it's, they got figured out. It's great, yeah. and they put on a great event there. Um, but the crowds were sparse, man. Oh. The sparse, like it, when we went back for the actual bulk of the race, yeah, right? yeah, there was no one there. And well, that's uh, the figure everybody's got to work Monday, right? So they're open the race to be done by four, four o'clock, and then yeah, we yeah. All head home. Not the race started at four o'clock, yeah, yeah, right, and then didn't get done till 10 30. 10 30, yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, that's I mean, a lot. So a lot of people weren't there, but even still, I mean, there was. You know, it's not like it used to be in NASCAR. Like since 2008, Americans really took a kick to the balls. Like they, they don't. And every guy I talked to that I met from a small town, they all said to me, I go like, what, what, what do they do for work around your town? And most people said like, fuck all. Like I'm lucky to have a job. There's nothing, everything left town already. Like all the, all the industry and stuff left town. I never found someone saying like, oh, it's really good around yeah. us. Like everyone was saying it's tough. Times are tough. I was going to even ask you, Paul, like that race that, what did you say? You went two years ago, Bristol? Like, was it jam-packed there? No, no, there's a lot of empty seats. A lot of empty boot. Like, uh, yeah, you could see a lot of silver. It wasn't packed, like, no. full. Because that's a big, uh, that's a big, st- I don't know what do you call that, a stadium like, track? Like, five years ago, those stands were packed full every seat. Yeah, I can't like, imagine right? the sound in there with all the fans, too. Oh, it was pretty empty when we went. Jeez. Yeah, and ours was too, obviously, because the weather. But well, we also had bad, bad weather when I was Oh, did you? Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had really good weather, and then shit. So there. same deal as us. Yeah, one good day, which really unfortunately muddy. wasn't the big boys. But yeah, it's the thing was about, great. The thing about springtime is you get you don't know what you're going to get. No. They they moved it to a month later, but it, it doesn't really make a difference. It's no. still spring, and you're going to have hot air and cold air right. meeting each other, and some days you're going to get rain. We're so, lucky to watch it under the lights, though. Yeah, that's what I thought it was great because yeah. I always wanted to go to the the night race in August, but I never. But uh, it's a bad time of year. Well, we got to see a night race, so that was good. And actually, they said they saw something they never seen before because we're in the Smoky Mountains, and at the end of the race, oh, yeah. you could see the the like fog, like cur- like a curling across the top of the racetrack, like the like you see on the top like of the mountains. We said we were in a valley, like you could see it creeping into oh, yeah, the valley. They showed it on TV too, coming over the lights into the bowl. Like, yeah, it yeah. Was, like, I rolling into the ball. Yeah, and we could see it from where we were sitting, and we didn't know if it was uh, smoke from the uh, or or what it was. But it was rolling over just like that, just like oh, clouds. I was from yeah. the cleaning crew. That's what oh I was right, right. From the clean, like you know, they 
at the end because they're racing so hard because they didn't. The, I don't know racing that good, but the way that you guys and like you know, you know our uncles were telling us uh, and the captain was like, seemed like these guys were racing harder in this race because once they're over 250 laps, anybody can win then, right? Because they can call the ra- and the weather yeah. was. So they were racing hard to be in first. It was pretty neat. So there was a lot of wrecks near the end of the race. Yeah, they're racing the they're racing the weather too, as well as each other, because you don't yeah, know. Yeah, they where... weren't necessarily racing for the last lap because right. they could cancel it at any time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you get more and more like urgency, so it makes for better racing the whole time. Yeah. It was great. So the racing wise, it was it was good, but it was a long day, and you're keep oh. you keep fighting the rain, and and you keep going in and out, a lot of walking because you're just trying to kill time, and it's a lot of sitting around. But uh, all in all, great day. Yeah, at the end of the day, it was great. And so we head back to the, uh, we head back to the RV after the race, and pretty much just call a night. What did we do much that no, night? We did had we? a, I think we had a couple cocktails and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter, uh, maybe a hot dog. <laughs> Actually, no sausage. Sausage. Sausage, sausage. Was heavy on the menu. Heavy on the menu. Mostly sausage. Yes, we had lots of sausage. And, yeah, uh, if I didn't eat sausage for the next uh, three months, I'd probably be okay with that. Yeah, no more sausage, hot dogs, or peanut butter. I don't think I had any peanut butter the whole trip, actually. Oh, I did. I had a couple. They were delightful. Oh, no, I did so. I had a peanut butter and jelly, though. I went with that. Whatever that strawberry jam was, was delicious. I that. went with the old thin bread and a whole shitload of peanut butter. Remember those oh, thin, yeah. Uh, yeah, thin yeah. burger patty things we got? Yeah, those are great. Those are the only things. I ate those th- things, too. That was my dad's a go-to. Yeah, he told me you had those things, and I'm like, oh, good, that'll suit me, because I'm like, I don't, I don't eat a lot of bread, eh? Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, how much of a fag are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> salad and no bread? What are you? You know, like, Jesus Christ, I never met a guy like you. <laughs> I, I just, anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's true. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, we you went only to the, bond in certain ways, right? You know, people. I, I made a joke earlier about it's like every, it's like a rain, the rainbow of people, but everybody's white, and uh, at NASCAR because that's the reputation they have is they're all white. Oh, yeah. I have to admit, we did see what six black guys there. <laughs> yeah, Baker's dozen. <laughs> you think we got that many? Thirteen. So, uh, but uh, maybe. Uh, some of them, if you count the scalpers, yeah, well, that's, you, <laughs> that, that's what I was getting at. Like yeah. the one, like if you count the scalpers, we probably had thirteen. Yeah, but I didn't see one Asian, and I didn't see one <laughs> one no. Indian. So we have the two biggest populations in the entire world, right? I mean, this is a lesson for NASCAR. Okay, you have all the Asians. Like China itself's got a, over a billion, right? You got uh, you got then you have all the other Asian countries. Some of them very heavily populated. Group, group them all in. I could identify them by sight, right? Didn't see one of them there. That's billions of people, no, not all of them not, not there. Plus all the, like, and in the United States, you look at the population of the United States, there is a large portion of Asian people that live in the United States. They're the, one of the greatest immigrant populations that come in, right? Not one of them at that race. There was not one Indian person, one, one brown guy. I didn't see anyone that looked uh, Arab or Indian or, Pakistani, any of those countries, all of them are let out, are, and they're immigrants and yeah, and right ancestors. There. Even one that's half, you know, ones that, that ancestors immigrated in the sixties or something, and then then and their mom is uh, from Kentucky. Not even one of them showed up, you know, like not no one of any sort of off hue of white showed up to the NASCAR race. I couldn't believe it. Like that's a large. That's probably why your seats are empty. You should probably get. Maybe work on the program in those parts of the world. Teach them how to drive a car. Get like a Tiger Woods of 
India or something like that, you get a billion <laughs> more people that will watch your race, right? Well, that, you got the Toyota running now, so... Yeah, yeah. Toyota's heavy, big sponsor. Toyota there. was like probably the biggest sponsor there. Yeah. I remember it blew. Uh, my dad real had had a had a big problem with that. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, was racing. Yeah, well, uh, Ford and Chevy. That's what. Uh, that's what you think it would be. Dodge, right? right. Yeah. Chevy Dodge. That's what the big. The big. When you walk. Yeah, but you look at the Toyota booth or whatever, and they had the map of the United States. Yeah. They showed every place where they have a car plant in the United States, and yeah, they, they are those are still American made. They were trying to make the case it's American made cars, which it, it is, but uh, it's a Japanese owned company. They yeah, don't. That's right. the part they leave out, right? But the anyway. name kind of gives it away. Yeah, they, they know. I mean, yeah. no one's fooled by it. <laughs> <laughs> but they are still. It's true though that there's the Toyotas are they're more American made than a lot of the. Yeah. Other cars are because there's Chevys and uh, Fords made in China too, right? Aren't there? Or I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably, I'm probably speaking on my ass. You're but, the wrong guy. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, it's a they'll take what they can get at this point in time. NASCAR's looking for sponsors. Anybody that has an open checkbook, they'll take them, right? Oh yeah. I thought it was incredible in Bristol that you could walk when you're walking from the campgrounds to the stadium. Yeah. With a cooler of booze on your back, like as yeah. much as like falling out of it. Oh yeah. Open one in your hand. Yeah. Walk up to the main four, four lane highway. Yeah. A cop will stop traffic. Yeah. For you. For you, and let you walk across the road drunk as fuck. <laughs> yes. With open liquor. Yeah. Get to the other side of the road. The cars can carry on. Yeah. We'll just yeah. let this boy, Canadian boy, across the road. Exactly. I was like, what? I'd be going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go in the gates, and like Pete said, they open up your beer, and like, oh, you got lots of beer, eh? and you're drinking a beer. And like, I'm going to drink all these beers. I can't wait. Have a great They're time. like, I'm fucking jealous of you. All I want to do is come with you and drink. Yeah. It was never like the point where you felt like you are doing something wrong. They were just encouraging you to have as great a time as you wanted to have. Right. And- and we did. They can probably spot the Canadians just by when they're openly drinking like that, like looking around for the security. <laughs> yeah, like we're scared. The other the people police, just walk like in. Everybody else, oh, there's the Canadians. Yeah. Well, for, we're the only ones that give uh, give the security who are like just uh, college kids <laughs> our bags and like, here, all I got is beer. And uh, the, re- the Americans just walk in like, fuck yeah. off. Of course I got beer. What are you, stupid. We, we, we were in, uh, like, never mind. When I, I'm a, I kind of the opposite. I thought everybody, I thought that was it. the first time I, uh, I remember when we went to go visit my sister and Ryan in uh, Chicago when he, when he, Ryan Van Bush, when he was playing for the Blackhawks. And uh, I went to go visit. And uh, I, because every time I'd been in the States before that, it was for a sporting event where they kind of let you drink, right? Like, like a tailgating party for a football game or a NASCAR race or whatever, you know? And, uh, so when we went to visit him, I just thought Americans love it when yeah. you drink in the streets. You yeah. can just do whatever you want. And I went to England too, where you could drink. Uh, you know, we'd go to Piccadilly Circus or whatever, and you just drink on the streets. So I thought Canada was a tight ass country, and then everywhere else you go, you can just drink on the streets. So when I, every time I went to a new country, I just drank on the streets. So we go to Chicago, and I got two Miller Lights in my hand or whatever, or Miller Highlights. <laughs> I'm walking down the streets at the million dollar mile or whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. Sucking back two beers, and I think uh, my now brother-in-law is like whispering to my sister, like, "What's with your brother? He's like boozing on the streets, <laughs> it's like a hobo or something." You know, <laughs> I didn't know. I just thought that what you could do, and you go to the states, you can drink on yeah. the streets, right? Because but. all of the sporting events, right? Like, that's how it is when you're in a mile of the stadium. 
Game yeah, on. Yeah. Game on, yeah. Giddy up. Now, in Canada, you go to a sporting event, and they'll still be just big a pricks as they were any oh, other day. Fuck, to you. Yeah. you know, like you go to see. That's when Buffalo played in, in the Sky Dome in Toronto. Uh, it sucked. It wasn't a. And, uh, Toronto's not an NFL town because they don't embrace the culture of. It's a whole event. It's a party. You know, like Buffalo Bills are known for not their stadium. It's a piece of shit. The fucking tailgate is top notch. That's why people go. That's why we go from Canada. Yeah. Because you go at nine and you leave at six, you get there at nine and you get shit faced. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And now that's the same thing. Like right now, you go to any NASCAR race and they'll start to see, like, because uh, the States was hit harder by the that last uh, recession than we were. So there's the people from the States have diminished, but I think the guys coming from Canada are probably even more, you know? Like yeah. we haven't really been slowed down by. So, like, you see at every race, you see a lot of Canadian flags at the interview things. And there's a lot of Canadians at all these races. So, they're always sniffing around saying, should we have a NASCAR event in Canada, yeah, right? Really? So, uh, if they ever were to do so, where they would they would plan a race to come up to Canada, it would be a bad move, I think. Unless, because they would squash all the fun of a NASCAR event. Well, okay. You're right. Do you think we could get away with it in a smaller town? And as long, not as long like, as they don't have it in Toronto, have it. Well, it's got to be in some small somewhere fun have outside. It like, uh, in Kiyuga, Kiyuga. With, yeah, that's with fine. Camping and everything. Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, but it's got to be or Bowmanville or government would, that would. Well, that's fun. the thing. The it's it's Ontario Provincial Police. It's yeah. not the regional cops, so they're going to be following what the same. So, yeah. and they're so going to be always there on the side of caution for. So it'd be. Even at a campground. Well, a campground's different, though. Usually they let things go, right? That's private property, right? Yeah, the campground would probably be private property. So then you could probably do it if you have private property campground. Like if it was, uh, like Cayuga might be actually work good, yeah. right? Because is that native owned or not? Yes, now it is, I think. Native owned actually would be good. Yeah, native owned would be great because yeah. then you could have, uh, then you could ha- kind of have that Our atmosphere. Rules, That's the only yeah. way we can do it in well, Canada. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. As long as we can get it. That's the thing I would be. I would hate for them to have an event up here if they and then then be tight ass Canadians that enforce all these liquor laws and take all the fun out of it. And then uh, and then no one goes to the Canadian event. We still drive down to Bristol. I'd rather drive twelve hours to have that than come up here and get hassled all the time. You know what I mean? Great road trip. Yeah. Awesome time down there. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. That's what I think. Seriously, yeah. Oh, for sure. If you're if you're ever contemplating it, just do it. You're not going to regret it. So short track racing. Oh yeah, yeah, so it would be cool. short track too. Yeah. So, so anyways, we go, that's uh, we wake up. So we come back to bed. Wake up in the morning. We uh, head home. Long drive home. It's supposed to be. So now we're leaving at the first thing in the morning. First we're thing. we're on track to get home at supper time on Monday night, right? right. So we're only about twelve hours behind where we thought yeah, with the rain. Yeah. Still in good shape. So uh, we leave. We're headed home. Things are running smoothly. Make our first gas stop at the gas station. Uh, make a little, uh, go for a little walk to fast food joint right. and, uh, come back and, uh, Michael's going to drive. Yeah. First time, him. first time relief driver comes in. Right. I, I love my dad. Eh? He's, I can see he's tired. He needs a bit of a break. I'm man enough to drive this thing. I've drove it. Yeah. I know my way from Pittsburgh. I'm a Pirates fan. Easy drive. Well, it didn't turn out so- didn't it turn out so great? No, we uh, just he decided. Well, Mike decided. Well, I don't want to eat and drive because I want to make right. sure I concentrate. I'm kind of new at it still, right? right? So you say I'm gonna eat my burger first and then I'm gonna go. 
So as he sits down to eat the burger, there's a guy banging on the window. He's all trying to get your attention because we're spilling red fluid out of the bottom of the RV. Something fierce. Well, right away we think transmission, right? Right. Red fluid. Not me because I'm dumb. I didn't know. Antifreeze? I don't know. (laughs) Green. Green, you idiot. (laughs) Ben's disgusted with me. eh? It's red. (laughs) So it was like, we thought, tranny, tranny, tranny. And then... uh, it turns out we're lucky. It wasn't the transmission. It was the uh, it was the power steering fluid. Power steering fluid puked right out. Mm. So we just we just we had to flip the hood. We tried to distinguish it. We take off the hose, and uh, we think we got the problem licked. <laughs> we thought. Uh, it turns out there's no hole in the hose we took off. It looks pretty good actually. Bad sign. Yeah, yeah. actually, hose looks real healthy. We still bought another hose, so we we replaced it anyways. But then we realized it's the other hose. We looked at that hose. It was a little bit more to do, right? Yeah. A little we, bit, we, uh, we were underneath having a good look at it, and it did, uh, there was a bit of rust, obviously a hole in it, and uh, things were not going to end well if we wrenched on it. No. The Bow Boys uh, would have definitely broke something. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to call CAA, and uh, but the problem was the CAA card was in uh, my aunt's name, not my uncle's, <laughs> so someone had to play Francis. So who did they decide who was going to play Francis on the phone? Well, old double salad bag of oranges can do that. <laughs> Why? Oh. Whoever's the girliest guy on this trip, automatically the guy that bought the salad. He's obviously queer. Go ahead, go ahead uh, double salad. You're going to go be Francis. So I called CAA, we, or a, a AAA, I guess, and they uh, came down and saved our asses. Uh, problem is... Uh, they agreed to take two of us in the yeah. tow truck, and the other three of us had to find our own way to the <laughs> shop. Well, so we decided our big plan was... <laughs> to walk. No, our big plan was to hide in the back oh, of the yeah, RV. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about we that. We were going to hide in the back of the RV, and like, uh, and they were not going to say we were there. So we drew the curtains, and all three of us lied in the bed in the back and just stayed real quiet. <laughs> the cousins sleeping together again. <laughs> So it was the second time. Because <laughs> we thought two of them were going to go on the tow truck, and then we're going to hide out, and they're going to pretend we're not there, right? Anyways, uh, the plan didn't work because um, there was no room in the tow truck, and they were arguing with us that we're not giving and But they promised us two. Right. They wouldn't even let two, let alone five. So I call, anyways, my uncle, come, my uncle comes in and says, okay, everyone leave and just walk to the back. Don't even look at him. Wait, but, wait, now. <laughs> <laughs> so we all march out the back and we don't know what's going on no we have no idea so now we now we go to the front and there's like uh, we can see the tow truck's got no room for anyone so i call AAA back and i'm like uh talk to the same lady because she says are you francis yeah it's francis she goes uh <laughs> she goes uh <laughs> she goes uh didn't they don't they have room in the tow truck i said no they don't have any room in the tow truck it's a two-seater i she goes call AAA back like because i was calling the dispatch back i just used my and so i go i don't want to put up i don't want to dick around with them i'm just gonna get a cab or something she goes uh hope we work i hope it works out for you buddy you know yeah so good luck we i i run out of the street to get a cab and then we we uh and they said we i can't do it it's uh but we'll send a van and so then yeah why did that happen pete because we're in the beautiful town of morganstown Morgantown, which is uh, the hometown of West Virginia University, and apparently at three o'clock in the afternoon, it's a real busy time for cabs. Real busy time for cabs are busiest time. Three o'clock on a Monday in the afternoon is when they have the busiest time for cabs. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, that's what they told me when I called the cab company, and I'm like, "Well, send us over cars when you can." And then there's no 
way those cars are coming. I know it when I'm talking to this dickhead, he's not going to be sending any cars anytime soon. So we're kind of desperate because our vehicle is now gone and yeah. it's got all their shit in it. And two freaking hillbillies have just taken it in a tow truck. And, uh, yeah, I would say about mm, five teeth between the two guys. <laughs> These guys, no, that's, uh, that's really, he, one guy had been to Bristol though. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they took us to the, they were going to Mars. Right, that's where we're taking our uh, RV to Mars. Got to take that uh, RV up to Mars, there. Mars, Morgantown Auto Repair, Mars. Right, and uh, so uh, we can't get to Mars because there's no cab picking us up. So we are like getting desperate. Well, the real fiery girl that owns the gas station is just getting off her shift. Old rose and, tattoo on the leg, <laughs> and she is bossing around her employees to move this skid of mulch. And uh, my uncle sweet talked her into a ride over to Mars. Right. We agreed that we would we would uh, stack the pile of mulch for the, for her if she give us a ride over, right? Yeah. And we said we'll work for it. We'll work for it. So we we repiled the mulch like a boss. In about a minute, <laughs> we were chucking bags of mulch like nobody had ever seen before, and they were piling like idiots too. They weren't oh, even yeah. like crossing them, so they were just all going to tip over. Like you have to cross them. Like they didn't know what they're doing, right? So uh, we stacked the mulch and we get a ride. And her night and yeah, uh, it was nice. Oh, nice, nice ride, SUV. nice, nice, comfortable but ride. I realized there was a lot of hills in West Virginia. A lot of hills, a lot Holy of hills. Holy moly! Yeah, it's very, very hilly. And uh, this girl was cussing out about every single person on the road. You fucking idiot! Right? You fucking turn, turn for fuck's sake! <laughs> She's cussing out everybody. Sometimes I fucking hate people. She says, <laughs> yeah. I, think every, I think you hate everybody. She hated everybody. She Except hated her us. staff. She hated everybody. She liked us. And, she, and when we got to the, to, the, to the auto repair shop, we tried to give her 20 bucks. She wouldn't take it. She wouldn't take it. Eh? So to her credit, she was just being a good Samaritan. Real nice lady. We're real real it sweetheart. Between her boobs. Yeah. That's what we had to do. I had to be with our teeth. That's all we did. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. So we ended up uh, getting a nice ride there. We go to the auto repair shop. It becomes clear we're spending the night. So oh. we spend the night in the parking lot at Mars. And uh It's like a like a almost like a tractor dealership lot. Like it's a pretty good sized lot. They got rental equipment and stuff around there. It's in a valley of mountains. Like all around us are these hills and it's like literally in a in this valley of concrete. And yeah. that's just all kinds of like crane rentals and yeah. auto shops and there's not and then nothing like nothing else around it just i tried to walk up the road it was the most dangerous thing i ever did i was gonna die you know like they're because they're no narrow sidewalks. roads there's no sidewalk no 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 even shoulder you know and cars are coming over the hill like scared to death that they saw a person they almost killed right i said Who walks I should, on these roads yeah what kind of idiot is walking you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh we ended up uh spending the night at mars watched a couple of rocky movies Right. Uh, yeah. Nice couple. Because we were in the valley, we couldn't. We want really want to watch NHL Hockey. playoffs. My gosh, this is great. Pittsburgh's playing. It's right around the corner. Yeah, we gotta have a Pittsburgh game on. No, no luck. So we went to Rocky. Uh, immediately went to Rocky three and four, <laughs> the best ones. Yeah. There's a debate between which ones were the best. I think three still wins. Four was too many montages. I fell asleep in four, yeah. so I'm gonna stay stay with three. Yeah. Yeah. Three was uh, three is my favorite because of Thunderlips. Yeah, Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan, and it's. I mean, great. four is obviously second or first, but it, they're both great. I don't know. Ah, they're all three. I think. They're all cheesy and great. Yeah. Anyways, nice night. We end up uh, saying we found a case of beer hidden in one of the closets that we were putting away, like just to get out of the way. And I, I remember putting one by the water tank. I forgot to put it there, so we found a full case of beer, 
It was great. We bacon had, wasn't bad. Well, we had a lot of sausages and hot dogs, so we were all in good shape. We didn't have to go anywhere. Uh, we had, ended up having a great night. Bag of oranges. It's <laughs> always come in handy. And then uh, we then uh, we woke up in the morning and dried out our tents because we, while we were waiting for everything because uh, we packed them up wet. Ended up giving the RV a nice scrub. Yeah, uh, nice clean at uh, 5.30 in the morning. Polished up the barbecue, cleaned all the crap off the bottom. Those fl- like we did a whole bunch of stuff we would never do in a million years. That RV came home looking nice, we're right? fancy. Because there was nothing to do but wait. And then uh, walked up to the airport yeah, a couple went times. The, went to the airport. And- Just sat in the airport like we were waiting for a plane. Yeah. <laughs> because it was uh, comfortable in there. Nice yeah. seat. The I went- air was right. I went in the airport one time uh, in the morning. I woke up early and I, c- I did nothing to do. So I said, I'm going to walk up that hill. The, the top of the hill is an airport. So I walk in the airport. There's no one in the airport but me. So everyone that's working there is looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Like, get out. <laughs> right? I felt like I didn't belong because I'm the only guy in the airport. There's two planes on the runway, two little tiny planes. That's his, It's just a tiny little airport, right? Anyways, went up there. They read the newspaper. <laughs> A nice bathroom if you Ma- want to take a dump. Mapped our route home. Yeah, we mapped our route home. We knew what we were doing. Once we got fixed up. Head down the hill and we get the double thumbs up oh, that yeah. we got a part. Someone made it for us. We're going home. Grizz was happy. And then they did the test. And then uh, uh, it's time for my uncle to go in and start the engines. Start the engine, see if it works. Eh? We're standing outside like waiting, some, like an old father in the 60s waiting for his baby to be born. You know, we're just... <laughs> pacing around is it working is it leaking it was the right hose we what's can't going see on anything that's what ben ben said it's like waiting in a it's like waiting for your baby to be born yeah and we're just out there it's just like, like just pacing and smoking <laughs> we're nervous pacing yeah looking through the window i don't know i don't know what's he doing and then uncle maris comes out he's patting the guy in the back and you can tell he's laughing and making a joke eh i'm like looks it looking good it's looking good you know and then he comes out double thumbs up <laughs> we're elated we're elated oh now we know we got six hours more to go home. We're going to make it home for supper time one day late. It's going to be great. Ugh. The whole ride home, like if we would have just drove that straight 12 hours, we would have just, probably the end of it, we would have probably hate each other, to be honest. Quite honest. Well, well, not hate each other, but we would have been like, We've had, had been, enough. Yeah. You know? I don't want to see you for two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. This one, we came back energized. We came back home. We're the best friends. I don't oh, yeah. think we could have, uh, it could have worked out any better, you know? It was great. We had a nice toast when we got home. We had a nice... Uh, toast to the load. Toast to the great trip with great people with a great attitude. Everyone yeah. played their part. Everybody helped out. It was a good team, yes. Yeah, it was a Excellent good team. team. Everyone brought something different. Everybody had a strength. Yeah, it was a great a great test of family. When Next time, we got to get a few more Van Dykes, get a few more RVs together, and we're going to really make it a good trip. Oh, yeah. That is fantastic. And I can't imagine uh, how people could think that's weird that we would travel with their family because they're my favorite people in the world. Yeah. I, I just think uh, I'll, I'll take any opportunity to go anywhere with my family. It's, I'm lucky to have them. And Bristol, Tennessee was a great host to us. So I'd like to thank the people from Old Smokey and from uh, everyone that listened. I got one thing before. I wanted to do something when I went to Bristol, and I always save it to the very end of the show uh, when we do, I've, I've, because I, I know that I kind of tried to uh, not talk about the fuckholes for 10 seconds. <laughs> It's hard. How do you not talk about <laughs> I don't know. But what I did when we were in Bristol, Tennessee, is we talked to one more guy. Um, I'm just going to, and, and uh, I wanted to educate him about the fuck hole. So before we leave today, I'm going to uh, play this interview with, uh, I think it's TJ. TJ. Oh, TJ. Uh, my name's TJ, and I'm from Cosby, Tennessee. Cosby, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And you, you just come down to Bristol for the races? or? 
Uh, just work down here uh, normally in Pigeon Forge with uh, Old Smoky Moonshine Distillery. And um, they said, hey, you want to come up to Bristol for the weekend for work? So that is a stupid question. I would love to come down. So I'm of here. Of course you would, right? Yeah, free moonshine, Bristol. Now, I want to ask you a question. It's kind of weird. I have a podcast up in Canada, and I do research on the Internet from time to time to find out what's going on in the world outside of where I live. Yeah. And I found out recently about this place in northern Belgium. So I just want to give you a quick travel tip if you ever want to go out. If you're looking for a place to save your money, go travel in the world, too. Mm-hmm. There's this place in north, north Belgium where uh, when the spring winds blow, uh, there's there's these places called the Fuckles. Have you ever heard of the Fuckles? Have you ever heard of the Fuckles before? <laughs> no. No, never heard of the Fuckles? <laughs> well, apparently there's these guys up in North Brabant, which is the southern south region of Holland, yeah. and when the spring winds blow south, the must that comes off these men, like the manliness that comes off of these men, right. blows into North Belgium, and the North Belgium girls get so... Uh, titillated by the scent of the mu- of the Brilbot musk that they head for these things called the fuckholes. Right on. And uh, that's where right many of right the people on. in South Holland and North Belgium end up finding their finding their uh, the mother of their children or the, the the grandmother eventually of their grandchildren because they go there they, because they're drawn to these these like, kind of like uh, secret uh, uh, hidden places in the mm. north of Belgium. Where they uh, where they wait for the guys to come down and uh, and and and, and uh, penetrate them. Have <laughs> you never heard of that before? No, I'm trying to figure out why the hell I'm in Bristol right now instead yeah. of there. What you gotta do is you gotta save every penny you have. If you get a, yeah. if you get a tip or a sale, any any income you can you can put aside. Oh, yeah. You save it for a trip to North Belgium in the springtime. I'm thinking 2016. And you're gonna have a great time down there in the fuckholes. You gotta wait till the south winds blow, eh? <laughs> oh shit! Sure. All right, all right. It's great to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks a lot for doing this. <laughs> no problem, man. My name. That was uh, TJ. TJ, great guy. Yeah, TJ seemed to enjoy it. I think he's got a trip booked next year to uh, North Belgium. And that's just a little bit what we do is we spread the word. When we find stuff out like from Dutch Hall that's interesting and could help out people around the world, we spread the word. We try to. Uh, try to make uh, the whole world a happy place help the fans so we're gonna have a whole bunch of people from tennessee booking trips to belgium next year i think this is gonna be great <laughs> you're welcome belgium you're welcome tennessee yeah tennessee that's right you're welcome tennessee we're gonna have a bunch of people coming out of belgium being nascar fans i think so uh once again for everyone that listened to this week's show i hope you enjoyed it uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook, blah, 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 or reach out to me at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. Thanks to your sponsors, VG Meats or, and Amazon. Dutch Hall on and, Instagram as well. Oh, uh, Instagram. I forgot yeah, about that. hot on Instagram. Hot on Instagram. I like Instagram. So let's do let's, uh We'll see you next week, everybody. Until uh, next week, I'm Pete Van Dyke. It's Mike Bo and Paul Van Dyke, and we are live from the Dutch Hall. Hit it.
Awesome. <laughs>